This is Free Talk Live. Hey, these hey, turned out the, the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the. I don't know what something's, something's infinite looping here. Yes, yes there is. We're not sure exactly what it is. All right, we'll figure this out. We're going to keep talking. We don't know if our listeners can hear this or not. Just pull up your headphones and we'll do the show. Okay. Without the headphones. So, Mark. The election's coming up, up, right? right? Indeed. Indeed. And by the way, this this is Stephanie Stephanie with you. And Mark. And and this is Free Talk Talk Live. Live, And you can give us a call at 855-450-3733. Got some technical difficulties here, so I threw off the intro of the show. And you can hear Free Talk Live every single night of the week, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time. You can also call us. Free Talk Live is a show where... Oh, well, our board operator's saying he cannot hear the echo. So it's probably something just in the studio. All right. So... We'll just continue on here. So, um, oh, and it just stopped. All right. Thank you. Uh, It's the radio gods that have helped us out, (laughs) says the atheist uh, host. Anyway, (laughs) so you can call us tonight, as I was saying, at 1-855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. As the theist on the show, I've got to say, see? (laughs) There's got to be a rational explanation. (laughs) What else could it be? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Maybe Ian is is the radio god here. So anyway... um, we were saying, Mark, the election is coming up, right? Um, Indeed. In two days, Americans will choose between, in, in, in the, the quadrennial election that we normally have here. Choose speaking between, of religious rituals, yeah. Their, their, is, their favorite sociopath. Yeah. Uh, they, will, uh, they will ignore math and statistics and uh, go out to cast their votes uh, for, for their favorite sociopath in this, uh, for, for president of the United States. Right. Um, and, you know, uh, I... I'm fond of it when I hear on Free Talk Live you and Ian sort of making fun of the system or making fun of the political process itself. As we heard last night, Vermin Supreme was on the show. He is a presidential candidate who encouraged you to throw away his vote or throw, throw away your, your vote, vote in his, him. his direction. <laughs> and he wears he a, also wears a rubber boot on his head. Yes. I think that's probably the uh, size the, giant. Yeah. <laughs> the first thing that one <laughs> needs to mention, because just about everybody's seen Vermin Supreme um, with his rubber boot on his head. Yes. During the sort of the usually the primaries. So they'll do some kind of, you know, little story on him or something. Mm, well, you, you got to protect your brain, right? <laughs> you have intellectual intercourse with somebody else. So That's anyway, what roots for uh, I guess so. So um, in the spirit of sort of making fun of everything uh, going on with this election here, The Onion, which is a sort of uh, joke periodical, right? Yes, the Onion spoof. has issued a voter guide, an issue-by-issue guide to both candidates, and it's got Barack Obama and Mitt Romney on their little voter card, and it breaks down the issues, gun control, torture, Iran, education, taxes, um, and it's got their political positions on these uh, issues. So I guess we'll be interspersing these maybe throughout the show, but do you want to hear a couple of these, Mark? Oh yeah, let's hear them. So what do you think Barack Obama's stance on taxes is? Let's start with taxes. So this is The Onion? Mm Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I mean, forced redistribution of wealth. I don't know. It says, see page 226 of Mein Kampf. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Mitt Romney, what is his sta- stance on taxes? Now, Mein Kampf is, <laughs> is Adolf Hitler's Adolf book. Adolf Hitler's yeah. book. Yeah. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> um, Romney's stance on taxes, according to The Onion here. Just I so everybody knows I, where this, this point, is there's from. There's no, no, no point in guessing. Go ahead. <laughs> um, has a tax plan that would take way too long to explain, but it will totally work. So please just elect him president. That sounds about what I've heard so far. I haven't heard a lot of specifics out of the Romney campaign. They hired a, uh, a vice presidential ca- candidate who was long on specifics beforehand, but has had to necessarily shorten up his uh, statistical analysis of things. Mm-hmm. 
So that's uh, very interesting. <laughs> okay, so what does Romney think about education, Mark? Well, Romney according to The Onion, is a spokesman for the It Gets Even Better, a national PSA campaign targeted at bullies. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Obama on education actually does believe copies of the Quran should be available in schools for its teachings on morality, but we'll probably wait another year or so to bring it up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's probably a bad idea to bring that up. uh, There's enough people out there that think he's a secret Muslim. You know, it's interesting. This uh, It Gets Even Better is a spoof off of the uh, It It Gets Gets Better Better campaign. From Dan Savage. Yeah, and that's uh, for gay gay kids. Um, Mm -hmm. Don't worry, high school stinks, but it gets better. Right. And um, also, this is for bullies, it uh, references uh, Mitt Romney's uh, shoring of a blonde student's hair in private school. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I forgot about that. I kind of blocked it all out. Um, well, it's in high school. I'm not prepared to hold any to, to hold uh, the, the high school Mitt Romney uh, responsible for you know this this Mitt Romney for that Mitt Romney's mistakes. I think that that was far too long ago to discuss. Well, he's done enough um, things that I wouldn't agree with in his current life that we don't have to dig back into his. High school. Uh, I, I, that's what I'm thinking. I mean, you yeah. know, the, the, it, what it takes to get where these two guys are is proof enough that mm-hmm. we don't want them in charge. So Iran, what do you think uh, Romney thinks about Iran? I don't know. Is he going to buy it? Uh, <laughs> he is open to World War Three if it increases GDP. <laughs> oh, God. And Obama on Iran? It won't. <laughs> no, it won't. Uh, let me Real quick, let me address the idea that uh, World War II got us out of the recession, uh-huh. us being the United States. It didn't. And you can't spend your way out of a depressionary cycle. It just doesn't right. work. There Here's- are already people running around saying that, oh, it's so great that we had this hurricane because now all this money will be spent to re- repair things. And no, that's called the broken window fallacy. Check out Frederick Bastiat. He was the first person to point this out. He's a French economist. And uh, he's talking about how it's it's a mistaken idea to believe that destroying things leads to more progress because right. you're not actually stimulating the economy when you just repair something that got um, needlessly destroyed. Because if you didn't have that thing that got destroyed, you could have spent that money on something else that maybe actually did represent progress. Right. If this works, then go out to your car and smash the window. Yeah. Nobody wants to do that. Right. Because it doesn't work. I mean, obviously, it doesn't work to break, to to destroy value. Right. Money is just pieces of paper. Value is the real things that you can use. Mm -hmm. So therefore, a window or a car or a building or whatever it is, is something you can use. You can't spend money on things that you blow up, i.e. war, um, and expect to have value out of that. The reason that it may may have worked in World War II, and there's arguments that it didn't even work, but the reason that it may have worked in World War II was the United States. Actually, all these wars were fought in the United States' biggest competitors on a world stage. You know, Germany, one of these big industrial uh, countries, destroyed. Russia, destroyed. Most of Western Europe, destroyed. So so some of the shifting, it had to shift the production of some goods to the United States because the factories were all destroyed in these other countries. Right, you had to buy your stuff from somewhere. Yeah, so on a world scale, on a world scale, that's not progress at all. It, no. might, it may have enriched the U.S. at the expense of others, but it's not progress on the right. global scale. So I guess the argument can be made that a, a world war that doesn't affect your home country mm. is good for your home country's economy. However, I don't think we live in a world any longer where that's possible. Yeah. Well, we'll find out uh, what Obama thinks about Iran here in a moment, uh, according to The Onion. But first, let's take your calls. Let's go to Crichton in Kentucky. Crichton, are you with us? Um, how are you guys tonight? 
Tonight, tonight, tonight. <laughs> Uh-oh, <laughs> you faking us out. <laughs> Creighton, were you, were you um, hearing the echo? I wanted to call in. I wanted to call in because I don't know if I've ever heard of this before um, on your show or anywhere, actually. What's um, that? To give you a ba- little bit of backstory, this past Monday, there was a train derailment near Louisville, Kentucky, where I live. Okay. It was all over the news. It, um, and there was a some kind of chemical truck on that train that was leaking, and they had to... Uh, had a radius. They had to evacuate a radius, and beyond that radius was a shelter-in-place order. <clears throat> well, okay. I have an app on my phone that attaches to the National uh, Emergency Defense System. You know that tells you know that like when you you have your radio that goes beep, it tells you what's wrong, what to do. Mm-hmm. Well, I have an app on my phone that echoes those warnings. I got a warning today to shelter in place. Wow. If I was living near near this this wreck, and the wreck happened on Monday, hmm. and I'm and this was and this struck me as how ridiculous this this emergency system is. And do you know if I did you get, just pick this up, Creighton, because you had the app, or was it did they interrupt the TV broadcast and radio in the area? No, too? Huh. I got it because I have the app. I never even heard it on the news. I wow. I mean, I heard it on the news, but not on. But like, it didn't go over. That's the emergency very broadcast. bizarre. Uh, Creighton, I hope you're okay, and thanks. No, no, let's, let's you, hear, he, Mark wants he to hear question. more. Okay, well, hold on the line if you would, please, Creighton. And you can call us at 855-450-FREE here on Free Talk Live. If you want to share your thoughts, there's more coming up. Election Day is fast approaching. As Americans, we're looking to vote in a new batch of Washington's best, brightest, and morally bankrupt flimflam artists that money can buy. These irresponsible, unaccountable politicians will try to convince us that red is more fashionable than blue, or that blue is superior to red. These hucksters all want us to know that it's okay to bend over for their big business friends. In our hearts, we all know that no matter what color we choose, we're going to get screwed. Oh, yeah. The staff at Vava Voom says let's get screwed in style. From naughty to nice, Vava Voom has all the top brands of adult novelties, DVDs, sexy lingerie, and supplements that will help keep your bedroom heated these cold winter nights. Let Vava Voom help you get your kink on. Prefer to shop naked? Oh, yeah. Fulfill even your naughtiest fantasies online at shopvavavoom.com. That's shopvavavoom.com. This is Free Talk Live. Welcome back to the show. You're listening to the Live Sunday edition. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Mark. And you can call us here on Free Talk Live at 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Forgot to mention at the top of the show, Mark, if you want to, you can submit stories to the Free Talk Live website. And there's a cool feature there where people will see your story, vote it up or down, and the most popular stories will make it up to the top of the page. We usually check those for show prep. Mark, I know I was checking them uh, before the show started tonight. And um, also, not just... They won't just reach our eyes, but they'll reach a lot of other people who go to visit Free Talk Live's website every day because it's turned into kind of a handy crowdsourced news uh, aggregator. So there you go. Freetalklive.com has that feature just for you, and you're welcome to submit your stories there. Um, Let's go back to Crichton. We were speaking with Crichton in Kentucky in the last segment. And Crichton, are you back? Yes, I am. Great. Yeah, so you were telling us about... This there was a train derailment in your area. Just to see if I have the story straight. 
Louisville, yeah. Louisville. (laughs) And uh, you have an app on your phone that gets emergency alerts. And you received an emergency alert on your phone app. You didn't hear it anywhere else. And it was like three days late. Is that correct? Seven days late. Oh, seven days. So it was a week after it happened. It was this past Monday that it actually occurred. And I heard about it on the news Mm. on Tuesday. And I got it on my app today. And the app checks every five minutes. Well, better late than never, right? (laughs) So let me ask you, what's the question? (laughs) Well, I'm a libertarian, so I think that the only function that government has is is to establish, you know, orderly, protective services. That's the only function of service. Of course, they're pretty and bad at that, for too. Me, for me, an, an emergency alert system, as redundant as it may be, might be a function of government. But we've put hundreds of millions of tax dollars in this network, and it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. And, and one might wonder um, if, you know, maybe the free market currently with smartphones and, uh, you know, all these things could somehow come up with a better oh, emergency the weather, alert system. Yeah, there are private weather, weather services that do stuff like that. And Absolutely. Also, I mean, I got weather bug features that come on by my computer, computer that tell Google me when Google has a-, a feature where they track uh, flu outbreaks by looking for who searched uh, runny nose and stuff like that. And um, interesting, uh, interesting idea, Crichton. So um, thank you for the call tonight. I'm glad you're okay. That was an interesting little report there. Uh, there was something I was going to say about that, but now I can't remember. Oh, well, maybe I'll come back to it later. Let's go to Mitchell in Texas. And Mitchell, are you with us? Yes, how are you? Wonderful. What's on your mind tonight? Oh, I'm fixing to watch the Cowboys play and lose again, probably. <laughs> 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 I think it's going to be a weekly call between me and you guys every weekend, my <laughs> beloved Cowboys. Uh, <laughs> That's okay. You know what, Mitchell, time. just to interrupt you for a moment, if you miss sure. Free Talk Live's live show... You can always catch the archive. It's going to be posted on the freetalklive.com website about usually like an hour after the show is over. So it's free. 11 free t- p.m. Eastern time. So you could hear yourself talk when, if you call in or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, I listen, I listen to the archive section all the time. Okay, great. Oh, great. Yeah, that, that's fabulous. And you guys do a really good job about getting it up real quick. I like that. Thank you so much. So, yeah, tell, us, anyway, tell us what's my, on run. Oh, it's just the comment that you guys made a minute ago about... Uh, the two presidential candidates, you know, they got where they are today, so you ought not to vote for either one of them. <laughs> I thought mm. that was brilliant. <laughs> yeah, it, it does It does make one wonder what it takes to be sort of eligible for the highest office in the land. And oh, by the yeah. land, I mean the really the, the world. The, pres- the president of the United States is probably the most uh, powerful position around the world. And what it, what does it take to get there? I mean, at what all, uh, most Americans would – I think Congress's rating is about 9 percent approval rating. Most Americans consider politicians to be, you know, pretty scummy guys, whether it's liars, thieves, or both. And, uh, you know, what does one need to be to be the top politician? Oh, you got to lie, cheat, and steal real good and flip-flop. Yeah. Right. Uh, that's yeah. how you get there, Yeah, <laughs> in my opinion. Yeah. So are you going to be voting, Mitchell, or are you going to stay home? No, I, I, I vote early. I don't. I don't want to hang in the lines. I voted last week. Did gotcha. You already put it in. Yes, sir. I did. Always vote. All right. Are you happy anyway. with? Are you happy with your choice? Or will you not know until after the election? Uh, well, I won't know until after the election. I. Uh, um, are you one of those no, people who wants happy. to vote for the winner? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I'm not real happy with either guy. To be honest with you. Uh, yeah. Uh, 
and I wasn't real happy with either guy in 2008. And uh, I think a lot you know, of people just, share that frustration. And four. And 2000. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But guys, I love your show. I got hooked on it a while back, and uh, thank you so much for taking my call. Thanks, All Mitchell. right. Thanks, Mitchell. Enjoy the game. <laughs> so um, you want to find out what Barack Obama, according to The Onion, thinks about Iran, policy yeah, on sure. Iran? Um, we heard from Romney already. He's open to World War III if it increases GDP, says The Onion. And uh, according to uh, The Onion, Obama says on Iran, policy involves a lot of citing and tell- or sighing excuse me, and telling Hillary Clinton to please just fix it. <laughs> <laughs> Hillary, will you please just fix it? Yeah. <laughs> Hillary, will you please just fix it? <laughs> he's, he's got a nice deep voice, but I, I did hear a, com- a black comedian on uh, Comedy Central really nail uh, the, the Obama accent, about the, the sound. You know who does a good one, too, is Gardner Goldsmith. He's he? a friend of the show, mm-hmm. yeah. I have never been. I haven't tried really hard, but uh, you know, I could pull off a George Bush or a uh, Bill Clinton pretty pretty well. Let's I mean, hear it. Just gotta, Can you do it on the spot? I, I didn't have. I did not have sex with that woman. <laughs> did at one point. It, you know, it was it was easier back when they were presidents. <laughs> and then, of course, George Bush is always the. <laughs> I'm the decider. Oh, that gives me chills. Yeah, <laughs> he's the decider. Yeah. He sure is. Uh, So stance on torture. This is what the uh, Onions voter card says. For Obama, since he's not running against torture survivor John McCain this time around, he can finally express his true feelings on the subject. (laughs) Absolutely loves it. Good old Onion. Uh, You know, I mean... They're allowed to get away with so much more because it's a satire, you know, but they're really speaking the truth. War is the health of the state. And we can see from what happened in Iraq, I mean, the, the, the information on the yellow cake was gleaned in Egypt at the time, United States' ally, through torture, through, an, um, and, you know, I mean, CIA was involved. They weren't, they don't do it. They didn't do it at the time. It was, uh, they would just drop it off and say, hey, take care of this. But the information that they got was from this tortured individual, and that's where the yellow cake information came from. Mm. So Romney's stance on torture in the Onion's voter card favors multiple forms of torture, including subjecting Americans to campaign stops, political rallies, commercials, and convention speeches. And mom jeans. What's a mom jean? What is a mom jean? Yeah, I don't, I've never heard of this. The, the jeans that come up high on your waist? Like he wears them? Yeah, he tends to. wear. It, oh. Obama does too. But, you know... Hey, they can wear whatever the heck they want. I agree. As long as they're supporting torture and bombing Iran and stuff like that, that is what I'm not okay with. Agreed. Um, Let's go to Jim listening on in Maine. Jim, are you with us? Hello? Hi, Jim. You're on the air on Free Talk Live. Hi, is this uh, Kate? No, no, this is is Stephanie, and you're listening to this. Oh, I'm sorry, I got the wrong. Oh, yeah, um, (laughs) I just wanted to mention something about, and this may be totally off of... uh, topic of what you guys were talking about but that's okay it's free talk live you can bring up whatever Uh, you want well actually jim you know if you would uh be so kind as to hold your thought we're coming up on the next segment here but there's plenty of time for your thoughts and and yours too at home 855-450-FREE that's 855-450-3733 that's the number here on free talk live the sunday edition there's more coming up Are you looking for camping, hunting, survival, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries the name brands you want at the lowest prices. Ammunition, knives, firearm accessories, archery, air guns, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, and boating equipment. 
ManVentureOutpost.com is family-owned, members in good standing of the Better Business Bureau, and has the lowest prices. Go check it for yourself. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. This is Free Talk Live. Welcome back to the show. You're hearing the live Sunday night edition. This is Stephanie with you. And Mark. Don't forget you can call us at 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Going to go back to Jim calling from Maine here in a minute, but I do want to remind you that there are all kinds of different ways to listen to Free Talk Live. You may be hearing us on the radio, on XM, or on maybe even on the internet on our streams, but you can find uh, the collection of all the different ways you can get Free Talk Live over at listen.freetalklive.com. You can even hear about the Listen Lines, which is a phone number you can call if you're desperate. You can't get any signal otherwise than that. You can uh, call the show... call and listen to the show. Long distance fees may apply, but there's that. We've also got our webcam there at uh, listen.freetalklive.com. If you're looking for camping, hunting, survival, or shooting gear, manventureoutpost.com carries the name brands you want at the lowest prices. Ammunition, knives, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, optics, firearm accessories, archery, air guns, holsters, water purifications, tent, apparel, Boating equipment and more. It's manventureoutpost.com. They're family owned, members in good standing of the Better Business Bureau, and the lowest prices. Go check for yourself. Get it quick. Get it from manventureoutpost.com. All right. Let's let's talk to Jim again. Jim, are you back with us? Yes. Good evening. Uh, Stephanie and Mark, I got your names right this time, I believe. <laughs> Thank you so much. What's on your mind? Sure. I just wanted to bring up Sandy and I guess a couple of lessons that I've learned about the, the market and, and about government <laughs> just kind of surveying. My brother lives in New Jersey at ground, not ground zero, but at, near the Lincoln Tunnel near Hoboken, mm. you know. So he, we've been kind of talking about all that's been transpiring. And first of all, no matter how much government wants to be your mommy and daddy, they are not going to be there to protect you. Yeah, apparently. Uh, the, and I think that this uh, this response to this storm has probably been better than it was to Katrina, but that's not a very high bar to trip over, right? Actually, exactly. And my brother was talking to me saying, you know, FEMA was there prior to the storm hitting. Yeah, and they st- and they still ran out of water yesterday. <laughs> wow, and they you were know, having so to ration the gas. It's very ineffective, hmm. and you know there are there are people still right now trapped in their apartments. Right. They can't get out. I've heard that. And, wow. Yeah, Jim, have you heard about? Um, I heard that there were lots of parts in New York, especially some of the smaller or the suburbs, I guess, where people were not getting help from FEMA, but they had some needs and stuff. So the Occupy movement, actually, they had this thing called Occupy Sandy, where they were using some of the Occupy websites, just a loose loose coalition, very decentralized of people, um, just posting, look, this help is needed here. Here are some meeting places. Give, Give us flashlights and blankets and stuff. And We'll distribute them to people, and apparently FEMA was nowhere to be found on those scenes. I mean, uh, one, one place, one place right off the bat, Staten Island. Yeah, Staten, yeah. Staten a... Island. Staten Island got devastated yeah. for days. First three or four days, there was nobody out there, and and you know, I, I really think in in the major crisis like this, you know, community is going to come together, and and that's what's happening in Staten Island is that the people are do are trying to do it themselves. Yeah, because they know the gov- the government didn't come. <laughs> yeah, the government's just, just not going to save you. Uh, you know, I'm, exactly right. The government's not going to be your messiah. 
The government can't be everywhere at once, no matter how omniscient they, they want to pretend to be. It's yeah. just not going to happen, and it's going to be ineffective at best. You know, that's lesson number one. And, if, you know, another update, you know, and, and things are really just getting bad. My, I talked to my brother today, you know, uh, jumping a cop in Fort Lee for, you know, he's trying to keep the peace. People, people want their gas, you know. Uh, so what happened? Tell me, tell me about that. I don't know about that one. Well, you know, there was a police officer trying to keep the peace and keep people in line, and they uh, they, they beat up the cop. So, or Lee New- yeah, and it, it, there were other instances of people. Uh, now, this is interesting. Um, what would have happened if that gas station could price their gasoline however they wanted to instead now, of the? That was my next point, Mark. Yep. Uh, I, uh, they call it price gouging. But what happens if they priced it the way? What happens if people were allowed to raise their prices because you know the free market works that way, right? When something is in the demand. And there's scarce resources, the price goes up, right? Right. Yeah. And then people think more carefully about, do I really need this gasoline and how much exactly do I need instead of trying to just hoard all of it that they can when they, when it comes in and then later there's a shortage for other people who need it. Sure. That's right. And I learned, I just learned that lesson. I used to think, oh yeah, price gouging, you know, that that, that there should be a law. And then I'm looking at it and I'm like, you know, the resources would be spread further if you were allowed to raise the price. It's absolutely you know? true. I mean, if if they have to price water at a dollar a gallon because that's the most that they're allowed to to price it at, then people are going to come in. They're going to buy. They're going to load up on fifty gallons of water, take yeah. it back to the minivan, take it back to the house, so that they make sure they have plenty of water. And then, or maybe one guy will be selling dis- it out of his truck for or ten dollars a but gallon. The display of water <laughs> is now gone because the licensed business is not allowed to sell it at more than a dollar. Right. And then the person who comes in, who's actually dying of thirst, can get no water. Because because they had to sell it at one dollar. If they could sell it at ten dollars a gallon, then you can only get so much. And yep. you know, you may not not be able to get as much water as you would like, but you can get what you need, and and the resources will get spread further. It also rewards you know? those that plan ahead. I mean, look, if you want to have a hundred gallons of water at a dollar a piece or less, I think you can get. You know, I'm pretty sure you can get a, gal- a gallon of water for less than a dollar. Then. Yep. Go ahead and plan ahead. This is during the storm. The preppers looked real smart. You know the people sure. that have yes, they did. the people that have a few uh, you know a few weeks worth of stored foods. Even the, the people house. who filled up their bathtub with water before the storm or something Indeed. like that. Yeah. And you know no, at these companies. Sorry, just one more thing on the price gouging thing, oh, Jim. Ahead. These companies aren't just trying to like if they had an unlimited supply of water or gas or whatever they would want to price it so that they can sell as much as possible right but they don't have an unlimited supply so this is a special situation and it's only going to last as long as it takes to replenish the supply chain and get it working again right then the prices will go back down it's not as if they're going to be charging 10 bucks a gallon of water forever it's just in an emergency situation it's just in that and and you're right and it actually gives them motivation to keep their store open Mm-hmm. It's true, and you know, they're available. So, yeah, and the, yeah, because if you if you don't, because you know what's the what's the purpose for them to even keep the store open? Mm-hmm. They can just keep it closed until everything you know blows over. Right, and if somebody you comes know? in who's who desperately needs some water and asks for some water, I'll bet you most of those store owners would give it to them. I'm just guessing. I guess. I, 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 <laughs> if my neighbors think, came to my house looking for some water, I'd give it to them. Yeah. yeah, or the Red Cross will give it to them, or the Occupy Sandy will give it to them, right? Right, and the, the reason that you can't, uh, they won't continue to sell uh, water for $10 a gallon after the, the storm's over is because people will go other places and buy it for a dollar or 50 cents a gallon. Right. I think you can probably get it at 50 cents a gallon. 
if I could make one point on the on the political side, and then I don't want to monopolize yeah, all the time. No problem. Um, but you know, just you know, the rumblings now, and I, I could sense it when when Governor Christie was kind of lauding President Obama and praising him. Uh-huh. You can almost feel the people on the right like gritting their teeth. Yeah, this is the like, governor of New Jersey, Governor Christie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He was, you know, he was thanking President Obama, saying, you know what, appreciate your effort, you know, a lot of praise, and, you know, and I'm like, what's, and, but now he's kind of getting ripped a little bit from the right, saying, you know, Ugh. it's still an election, you know, you're supposed to be, you know, on Romney's side. Mm-hmm. They're and all I'm working like, for the government anyway. What's supposed to do? Yeah. Right. I think that uh, I think that it just shows how Christy, deeply ingrained the partisanism is. What he showed to me was his willingness to call it as he sees it. And I think that that's what people the highest thing you can expect from a politician. And, uh, yeah. you know, I respected that. I don't think that um, his interpretation of Obama doing a good job is likely my interpretation of Obama doing a good job, because I, I tend yeah. to believe that if there wasn't any government interference in this case, that, for instance, uh, people coming up wanting to help that weren't unionized might have been able to actually help other people, and uh, yeah. that they would have been more effect- effective in, in passing out aid and doing all kinds of things. But I appreciate the way that Christie came out and called it as he sees it, even if I consider him to have been wrong. Yeah, yeah, I understand your point. I, I agree with it. Well, thank you for letting me just really share a couple of points on thanks, it. Thanks, Jim. And, uh, yeah, hope, so your bro- people- hope your brother's doing okay, and thanks for the call tonight. Um, I like the guy who was asking if Romney had a fake red phone in his office because <laughs> <laughs> he was uh, he's talking about how Romney was asking to get yeah. briefed and you know wanted to know all the details of the storm. Anyway, this is Free Talk Live. You can call us at 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733 to bring up anything that's on your mind. We're going to talk about a Homeland Security perv coming up here on Free Talk Live. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the Internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. Welcome back to the show. It's the live Sunday night edition. And how unusual is it for a talk radio show to be live on a Sunday night? I don't think there are too many of them out there besides us, Mark, right? I There are just a handful of live talk shows on, on a Sunday night out there. And, and it's not a very big handful either. <laughs> yep. So we're so glad to be with you. And if you want to call us, because this is a live show, you can do so at 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. And Free Talk Live, of course, is an open phone show where you can bring up anything that's on your mind. Um, also, I want to remind you that Free Talk Live uh, generously posts their archives, our archives, up at uh, the Free Talk Live website, freetalklive.com. You'll find the last seven days of archives right up at the top of the page. You can sort of mouse over each day of the past week and see what was talked about on the show on that day. And if you think it's interesting, you can download it, share it with your friends. Of course, it's all free. And of course, if you go to archives.freetalklive.com, you'll get even more MP3 archives of the show going all the way back to 2006. 
And Free Talk Live just celebrated its 10th anniversary, right? Yesterday. That's Mark? right. Yesterday was 10 years on the air for Free Talk Live. Um, the, you know, we started out as a, a locally syndicated show back in Sarasota, Florida on an FM uh, station on a Sunday night at Oddly. <laughs> and. You know, things went so well that we just kind of, you know, things we just kept moving along, moving along until Mm. we're nationally syndicated on more than 110 radio stations across the country. Yeah, I'm so glad to be a part of the Free Talk Live team. And uh, congratulations to you and Ian. That's a really huge accomplishment. So um, once again, archives.freetalklive.com where you can hear... We're celebrating our survival. (laughs) You can hear a lot of the uh, last 10 years and, of course, celebrating it by giving it away for free. Okay, Mark, let's go to Steve in North Dakota. Steve? Hello. Hi, Steve. You're on Free Talk Live. So, uh, Mark last night was talking about, and I had a migraine today. So, Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Exactly get, yeah, I get them pretty bad. If I didn't exactly get his gist, that's okay, because I still think that I'm, what, what I'm going to say might lead to an interesting discussion. Uh, I believe Mark last night was talking something about how, well, people will defend, and I believe he even used the word love, their government, or at least, you know, hold it up higher than somebody else's government. Uh, you know, like they'll they'll down on other people's governments and defend ours, even while at the same time acknowledging that that there's serious problems. You know. Problems oh yeah, like them. this is the freest country in the world. It's kind of like this nationalistic kind of patriotic thing. Yeah. We need smaller government, mm-hmm. but this one is the greatest one in the world, or something like that. Right. It- Exactly. And now, uh, my cousin and I have been doing a lot of research in our family tree. We've discovered that we have both slaves and slaveholders at our ancestry. I suspect so that, 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 that is not by any, I suspect by that is by no means unusual. Also, no, con- it's probably not. Consider <laughs> that if you consider if you're from uh, if you're if you didn't come in one of the sort of ethnic waves after um, in the late uh, 19th uh, and early 20th century. I'm, I'm talking about the Italians, the Irish and things like that. And, and chances are still good, even if uh, your ancestry did come from those um, some of those ethnic waves that the, most of the white people who came over here were indentured servants and lived as slaves uh, at that time too. Most of the people who are consider themselves <laughs> blue blood, those people who are descended from slaves who came over. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But, exactly. Wait a minute. Well, uh, and, and one of the my, never mind. <laughs> Go ahead, Steve. I uh, I I started reading. Well, I've, I always like to read about you know that kind of history. Uh, especially the social aspects, and I, I've been reading a lot more about slavery since we've learned this. Things I discovered that was that one writer, one former slave, wrote and said that he uh, was, was he said that it was common for a, two slaves to get into a fight if they came from different plantations over who had the worst plantation. Oh wow! So interesting. Yeah, that is and, very and interesting. It was bad enough to be a slave, but it was even worse if you were a slave to a crummy plantation, you know, with you know that didn't have a nice mansion and a and mm. you know. A, a so wait a second. Uh, would they would they be arguing that they had the worst plantation? No, that they had the better or one. Or they would be arguing that they had the they better had the plantation. Better yeah. Like if you wanted to, if you were a slave and you wanted to insult another slave from another plantation, you would say that his master was more cruel. Their mm. accommodations were more crummy. The the the, the house, the main house, was. Uh, you know, less ornate. Yeah, I can certainly see the parallels you're pointing out there between people's nationalistic uh, refrains and and the slave insulting slave thing. And it is a slave on slave system. I mean, isn't it? 
Isn't that what the government wants to do is kind of divide the people against each other and say, you know, no, I'm better than you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. And I, I think Mark was making very excellent points last yeah. night. Of course, I, I'm, a fan, I'm, I'm a Mark fan, so I think he usually makes <laughs> Thanks, Steve. Points, so. um, I, I, you know, when, I really do believe that citizenship is the new slavery. Yeah. Thanks and, for the call, Steve. Thank you, Steve. Um, what The way that I mean that is, is that essentially, you know, back in the time of chattel slavery, let's just go full boat here and talk about slavery. There's lots of different types of slavery in lots of different places around the world, and it still exists. So it's kind of this broad term. But let's go full boat chattel slavery um, here in the United States where it was, um, you know, an ethnic minority owned largely by, you know, an, an ethnic majority. Obviously, there's some deviations from that. Um in that instance, you're talking about some people being owned who likely didn't work as hard as you and I would under those circumstances because they didn't have a profit motive. So they they made they probably produced less. And it cost money to house them, cost money to clothe them, it cost money to feed them. Wait, cost... are, you, are you saying that they didn't work as hard as you and I would have if we were slaves? No, or if, if we... we were uh, motivated. For instance, you put a slave picking cotton yeah. and you put a, a person, you know, who gets bring, to keep bring the somebody from Honduras yes. up here to, gets to, to make money, at, you know, five bucks a bushel picking cotton. Sure. And I've got my money on the Hondureño that he's going to fill some bushels of cotton faster than that slave is because the slave doesn't really care. He just... Sure, he just wants to do enough not to get beaten, right? Enough not to get beaten. Yeah. So, and um, but the slave also has to be clothed and housed and fed and all those things. So one really has to ask oneself, and obviously there's uh, you have to pay the Hondureños some money for what they do. Which one is is a more viable system? Certainly, chattel slavery had some financial advantages, but I'm not even entirely certain it was the best system out there. And so currently. What seems to me is, is, you know, you're keeping the fruits of the labor of a slave. You're keeping, they're keeping some of the fruits of our labor too. Yes, we have enough money that we are able to clothe and house and feed ourselves reasonably well. Some of us even put money away. In 2005, Americans spent more than they made, by the way. Um, but you know, we are able to put some money away, but clothe and house and feed ourselves reasonably well and stay reasonably healthy. And in the process, they keep 30, 40. of what we make. As I understand, the average American pays 50% in taxes uh, to the government. Consider, I'm not talking about... This is everything combined. Right, I'm not not talking about income tax. I'm talking about property taxes, gas taxes. Sales tax. There's a tax on on everything. Tax on your electricity. Tax on... I mean, the government gets more out of your gallon of gas than the, the gas company does. You can believe that. Oh, yeah. And that's why the prices of gas are different in different states, because they each have their own cut that they've tacked onto it too. Right. And so, yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to argue that people people work harder when they believe that they're free. So slavery hasn't really gone away. It's just taken a different form, you know, and that now it's, we're all basically in, enslaved to the government because they're taking our... Oh, they, they always were though. It's just yeah. a lesser form of slavery than uh, sort of chattel slavery. Yeah. I mean, you know, now essentially you the government... You could argue that it's more efficient, right? <laughs> the government's always been, the, you know, the, the Lord was always the, the owner of the landholders. Serfs were bound to the land, meaning that they had to pay these things called quit rents. There is no operative difference between a quit rent and a property tax. It's just a new name that doesn't have the sort of old baggage of there being a king involved right and you know if they own the land and they own your labor 
I mean, the United States government, unlike most governments around the world, taxes your labor in other countries. So it claims to actually <laughs> own yeah. your labor. It's like you're a cattle and you're branded with that U.S. stamp on it. And wherever you are, they still own you. Yeah. And I'd love somebody to rebut this because I don't want to believe that I am a slave owned by the United States government. Right. But it seems like the evidence points in that direction for me. Sure. And going back to the slaves insulting each other, like Steve was saying, mm-hmm. You know, I think people are desperate to find a silver lining, you know, like... Um, oh, I think there's a lot of silver linings. Life's much better. But, but life's much better for a free person now than it was than they were in, um, in at that time, too. Yeah, I, I'm just saying, like, you know, we were talking earlier about the people who, um, who say that the hurricane will stimulate the economy. And, I mean, that's a stretch, but they're trying to find a silver lining. They want to make themselves feel better. And the slaves that are insulting each other, you know, my plantation is better than yours. Well... Look, you're both slaves, but they're they're each trying to find a silver lining. They're trying to say, well, at least I don't have it as bad as this other next guy, right? It's interesting. I'd never heard that uh, slaves might fight over who had the better or worse master. Yeah, but it makes sense based on what we see today. And it's really just comes to what the Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, I mean, it's what it's like. I mean, these people were were kidnapped and uh, held hostage, and then began to love their captors. Yeah, so unfortunate. All right, it's Free Talk Live. Hour two is coming up here in a moment. 855-450-3733. 855-450-FREE is our number. Call us. Bring up anything that's on your mind. It's Free Talk Live. A science fiction comic adventure from Big Head Press. Quantum Vibe. It's year 2523. There are colonies on Venus, Mars, and Mercury. People travel in bubbles, fly at hyperspeed. With brain implants and artificial gravity. A scientific genius and his clever assistant set out on an adventure through the solar system on a secret mission to find the key to access new frontiers and save liberty. Quantum Five. There's a robot girl and zany creatures made with genetically engineered features and corporate villains crave the opportunity to steal a profit from mother's ingenuity. Welcome back to the show. This is Free Talk Live. You're listening to the Live Sunday edition with Stephanie. And Mark. You can call us at 855-450-FREE, 855-450-3733, as we kick off the second hour of tonight's program. And I also want to remind you that if you'd like to watch us do the show, if you want to turn it into a TV show, not just a radio show, you can visit cam.freetalklive.com. That's cam, like a studio camera, dot freetalklive.com. And you'll find our webcam and also chat. You can chat with other Free Talk Live listeners. All right, Mark. You'll we... find out there that Stephanie is as lovely as her voice. Oh, thank you so much, Mark. Mark is lovely, too, except in a much, much more manly way. Yeah. Weird, creepy old guy way. <laughs> Let's go to the phones and talk with Lauren in New York. Lauren? Hello, um, Nemi and Manwich. How are you guys doing? Oh, I'm not Nemi. I'm Stephanie, but thank you. Uh, we're doing well. Manwich is my Mark old... Mark used to be called yes, Manwich. Manwich is my old on-air name. <laughs> I see you've been listening to some old episodes of Free Talk Live. Yeah. <laughs> what can we do for you, yeah. Lauren? 
Yeah, I just wanted to call you guys in and just tell you guys that Obama's doing a terrible job, you know? How so? I didn't really expect uh, much from a socialist, uh, communist, you know, Marxist. I personally believe that um, this whole storm thing, um, it's getting played out. Uh, I mean, it's the doing of the uh, people of New York City. Um, I'm pretty sure you guys have heard the stories about the looting and stuff has taken place, you know? Yep, there's some, heard some of those, yeah. Themselves. What, were you, what were you saying? Yeah, there's there's certainly some looting going on. Yep. If people had guns to defend themselves, you know, that stuff wouldn't be happening. It, you, it, it's it's difficult to say, right? Like, so um, I think that that probably has a, a, a factor. Uh, Some people I've, had guns in Louisiana, right after Hurricane Katrina. That's a little more gun friendly, but there was still looting gone going on there, right? Well, the whole Hurricane uh, Katrina thing was uh, botched, you know, um, because the military they didn't really do a great job over there. No, so they certainly didn't. I just don't. Yeah. I just don't know if, like, if if everybody had a gun, would it be a better situation? Like, well, I don't know that there'd be less looting. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, you certainly can. There might be some dead looters, right? <laughs> you could certainly. I would, if I was in that situation, I'd want to have a gun. But it isn't to prevent looting. It's to prevent what you know might happen to me and my family bodily, and that would be my biggest concern. If something, you know, if there's some people out in my shed or something like that, I probably am not going to leave the safety of my house just in the concern that it might be some kind of ambush situation. But I, I get where you're coming from. I just I always wonder about the um, the assertion that where there are more guns, there is less crime. I've heard this assertion. We've, um, Mark, recently. you and I have actually looked at maps where people try to actually put numbers on it, like um, what are the what's the amount of gun restriction and what's the amount of violent crime. And actually, there's not much of a correlation if it you put them together. It doesn't seem to be. I mean, some places you can definitely say that there are more guns here and there's definitely less crime. But what some there seems places, to be, more guns, more crime. What there seems to be is, is uh, you know, urban centers seem to be where crime, uh, you know, is focused for whatever reason. I can't explain that to you. Maybe it's a disaffectation of uh, certain minority groups. I don't or know. Or people just put together yeah, maybe, I, I mean maybe, like maybe animals like dogs put together i don't know if you put a lot of animals in a small cage they fight with each other more if you get give them space they're much happier and i think humans are are animals in that respect you know they just get stressed need a little space yeah well i'll tell you this in chicago the crime rate is uh, skyrocketing um and that's because of the gun restrictions and you know the cia was in um you know certain communities uh, selling crack and whatnot during the 80s, which has uh, been uh, well documented. Uh, you know, I wasn't aware like of that. this, but okay. Well, one thing we know yeah. for certain is is that uh, U.S. soldiers are guarding poppy fields in Afghanistan right now. <laughs> That's another thing too, you know. And um, the, you guys should uh, give uh, Dark Alliance a uh, read by Gary uh, Gary Webb, you know, and um, look up uh, Mike Rupert. You know, he was a LAPD detective, and he came out during the, um, I think, the 90s, and he said that the CIA was um, selling drugs, and he, you know, wrote a, I believe he wrote a book about it as well. Yep. All right, um, Lauren. Sure. Uh, thanks for the call. Stay safe I- there in New York City. Um, you know, I don't doubt that the CIA might be involved with these things. I mean... Uh, well, I've heard the the claims over and over again that the CIA is bringing drugs into the country, and I'm it's sure that there's been some instances. It's certainly true that there are people, you know, the government benefits from having a war on drugs, 
right? Like yeah. they make a lot of money. I don't think for- they need to bother, though. I think somebody will try to get those drugs across that uh, yeah. border yeah. and then they can just try to build the apparatus to stop it. And sure. that's what they make all the money off of. And really, they don't want drug decriminalization in other parts of no, the world. No, the government either. makes bill- tens of billions of dollars a year annually from taxpayers w- who are forced to pay this, pay for this war on drugs. Right. If people knew, and it uh, hasn't stopped if, drugs. If could, by the way, the war on drugs has been going on. Every time there's a war on something in this country, it's it's going to guarantee that that thing will be perpetuated because government programs, whether it's war on drugs or whatever that never go away if if americans had one tax form to pay for all their taxes and they could itemize the things they wanted to pay for you can believe the war on drugs which is largely the war on marijuana wouldn't exist because it's extraordinarily expensive and people really don't want to pay for it right look do you want armed agents arresting your family members for possession of a dried plant no and in case you're listening and you don't know what mark is talking about there are not only a lot of drug raids over just simple possession with small amounts of things like marijuana, but there are also a lot of raids where they get the wrong address and they'll bust into somebody's house who wasn't even on the, you know, correctly, correctly on the warrant. Right. Yeah. And maybe they'll find something illegal because, you know, as we often point out, there are just so many laws. You know, you're kind of bound if you have old expired um, prescriptions, that's a felony. You know, they'll they can find something illegal if they go into your house. So the best thing is you don't want cops in your house if you could possibly help it. But if they're coming in because they have the wrong address on a warrant and they may shoot your dog, they may terrorize your family, put them on handcuffs. I mean, who knows what they could do? And largely, this is a consequence of the war on drugs. Right. And And I can't tell you the percentages of drug arrests that are marijuana, but I believe it's about 50 percent of drug arrests are marijuana and that mm -hmm. about 80 percent of the marijuana arrests are possession. And what they do with possession, not only do they get funding to do the arrest, but they also get funding to – uh, you know, from the the individual, so they'll they'll fine them for the possession of the marijuana, or they'll make them pay the probationary staff thirty dollars, forty dollars, fifty dollars a month to be on probation. Mm-hmm. So they get it coming and going. And this is a plant that, I mean, you can say what you want about marijuana, but you it's indefensible that this drug is somehow more harmful than alcohol. Oh, yeah. It's if you actually look at the facts and you look at the effects on people's bodies, there's no argument there. The effects on society. It's just it's just tradition. I mean, it's just a social taboo. And I don't think you're going to find too many more people smoking marijuana um, if they make it if they decriminalize it. I just don't think you will. Yeah, it doesn't stop a lot of having it criminalized right now. I got news for you. It doesn't stop a lot of people. No, and Aren't there see- 30% of adults in the U.S. have smoked marijuana or something like that? Or I maybe think- it's even higher, like 80% or something. I'd have to, to, to go and check the numbers. It's a good I, amount. I can tell you when they've decriminalized drugs in places like Portugal and Amsterdam, drug usage went down. Yeah, I'm going to say it again. When they decriminalized drug usage, drug usage went down. And that's because the stigma is not there. I'm guessing. That the stigma is not there and it's, uh, you know, there's no forbidden fruit any longer. Yeah, well, actually, if you have trouble believing that, you just look at other places in the world where the drinking age is lower, like 16, Mm -hmm. and people learn how to drink, you know, have a glass of wine with their family dinner or whatever. They're not doing the pre-gaming, you you know. (laughs) Here here in America, they'll arrest you for letting your kid drink wine with a meal. Now, I mean, you know, that one change in the law would, would go a long way for parents being able to teach their kids to drink responsibly. Most Americans drink. 
have drank. So don't you want to teach your kid how to do that instead of leaving it to a pimply faced 15 year old like they did with like my parents did with me? And having your kids not be able to talk with you honestly about it because it's it's outlawed. You know, it's against the law. So it becomes a taboo. Right. And they can't even ask questions about it or anything like that. And so then they go and get really, really drunk. And it's a it's a total mess. Eighty eight. Uh, 88.5 marijuana users are arrested every hour in America. Wow, that's a shocking statistic. All right, 855-450-FREE is our number. You can tell us your first time drinking horror stories if you want. But uh, we're going to still talk about this Homeland Security perv here coming up in a moment on Free Talk Live. Do you have a website or product that you make available to people nationally or even internationally? Free Talk Live is heard on more than 100 radio stations and 2XM channels. FTL's also been voted five times the best political podcast of the year and four times been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list, the 100 most important radio programs in the country. We can do ad packages for you from as little as $500 a month on up to $3,000. I'll work with you to customize a package that will work within your budget. Contact me, Mark, at mark at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You are hearing the live Sunday night edition of the show. It's Stephanie. And Mark. And we're with you every single night of the week. Free Talk Live is. I mean, not us in particular, but somebody is here every single night of the week on Free Talk Live. And they take your phone calls and discuss relevant, timely issues from a liberty-minded perspective uh, from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time. And you can go to our website at freetalklive.com to find out more and to hear you know, archives of our old shows. All kinds of stuff is right there for you. And if you're visiting on your cell phone, if you're on the road right now or, on, or you're out, you can get a uh, specially designed mobile version of our website at m.freetalklive.com. So um, the Free State Project is yes. the project that you and I moved to New Hampshire for. The idea yeah. is, is to get 20,000 liberty-loving individuals to pick up their lives all across the United States and around the world, frankly, and move to one state in the United States in order to have the greatest effect that uh, you know people who love liberty might be able to have. The I guess the, the stated intent is to reduce the government to a maximum role of protecting life, liberty, and property. Mm-hmm. And if you're if if you're if you're just hearing about this for the first time and you're curious about it, you can visit freestateproject.org to find out more in detail, right? Yeah, and the people are doing lots of different things. People are doing media, people are doing uh, the political uh, stuff, people are doing sort of civil disobedience and direct action and all kinds of things like that. Uh, there's one uh, you know gal who's running uh, this thing where she's giving away meals for Thanksgiving. It, I think she raised what was it five thousand dollars? Yeah, an uh, impressive amount. Impressive That's amount. Shire sharing. And I think that this is her second year, so she's really getting yeah. ramped up to run quite an operation. And I think it's great. Um, and people are doing different stuff. One thing I've been thinking about recently is that all the successes that have been had in the political arena here in New Hampshire. And New Hampshire um, has uh, reduced its government spending by twelve percent. And I'd ask you, how much has your state reduced its government spending by? And the answer probably is going Negative to be zero. something, because yeah. <laughs> most people have increased <laughs> Increased, it. indeed. Uh, states don't know how to re- reduce Personally, I, I haven't noticed a difference from this you know, reduction in spending that you mentioned. I mean, it's, it's unusual to hear about that for sure. But I haven't noticed it because, I, I guess because I try to stay outside of the political system as much as possible. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not one of those people who gets arrested 
Talk to Ian if you want to find out about that, though. I mean, there's it's really like a big tent, the Free State Project. There's a yep. lot of different people with a lot of different ideas. The, the common bond, so-called, is liberty, right? But that can mean some different things to and have different applications to different people. Absolutely. But yeah, I mean, for for me, I guess my I, my philosophy now or my where I'm at right now um is that I I want to be in New Hampshire to live free as much as much as possible. And moving to New Hampshire from where I previously lived in Massachusetts was already a big improvement even if the Free State Project never existed, but it's made even better because now there's a community of people here who yep. share a lot of my values. So that's a huge deal in terms of the quality of my life. And there are places, you know, there are things you can do in places you can live in New Hampshire where you can you can be pretty free. I mean, there are people who live off the grid. There are people who live in uh, up in the mountains, you know, where yep. nobody's going to bother them. There are people who live in, in some of the cities in, in New Hampshire. Absolutely. And they have a great community of liberty lovers. So there's really a very diverse um, range. For New everybody. Hampshire has been rated by the Mercatus Center as the, the freest state in the country uh, two times already. Uh, the two times they put out this rating, I think it's uh, Freedom in the 50 States or something like that. And is the name of the But really, rating. you don't need an organization to tell you where you're most free. I mean, everybody has their own set of values and things that are important to them. It's nice to have an outside organization quantifying and laying things down for sort of, yeah. uh, you know, overall. I think some people would like that. But I mean, my point is that, you know, some people really really love a warm climate, right? And mm-hmm. that's that they would feel most free in a warm climate. Yep. If, have- if you're that person, New Hampshire may not be for you. Not, but not all year round. <laughs> if you like not paying sales tax, if you like going to the store and buying something and it costs what it says. It doesn't cost five percent more. It doesn't cost six percent more. Yeah, that's the that's in the cheap states. That's you know, psychologically that's a pretty big um that's a pretty big deal. Um if you like driving down the road and not worrying about um, whether you're going to be pulled over and for not they're going to check if you're wearing your seatbelt. Seat yeah. If you're if you don't want to see those signs that say "click it or ticket," you know New Hampshire is a great place to be. You know uh, there are other th- lots of other things about New Hampshire, but I don't want to interrupt you, Mark, because you had some stuff to oh, say. No, no problem. Um, abs- one of the things that's occurred here is uh, that basically the Democrats and the Republicans here in New Hampshire tend to be more liberty oriented. So the Democrats are you know believe in gun ownership and, and things like that. Obviously, we have our far lefties and our far righties and um, you know the moral majority and all those things that the other states have. It's just that the I- the ideas of liberty are more inculcated in the live free or die state than any other state in the union. Is my claim not that it's perfect just that it's better already the, the governor um hasn't every governor who's been elected for the past however many years had to basically take a pledge that says they will not institute any broad-based taxes like a sales tax or income tax to right. in order to get elected that's correct so yeah you can see that the people in new hampshire maybe are a little bit more uh shall we say steadfast about those things they're a little they value not having those things a little more and the legislature is made of 400 people, which means in a state of 1.4 million, New Hampshire's a little state, and we have four. We have the third largest legislative body in the English-speaking world. Yeah. So the average re- legislator represents 3,000 people. That's a neighborhood where I come from in Sarasota, Florida. Mm. And that means that you have much better representation, and your representative is not mood- motivated nearly as much by political reasons. Some as they people are. would say that you have better representation. Other people would say that this is good because the more cooks there are, the more gridlocked it'll be and the less they'll get done. Indeed. Um, <laughs> right. So 
you know, when we t- when we take that the Democrats and the Republicans are more liberty oriented and that you're more better represented here, I think that there's some things that we can extrapolate. And I want to tell you how I think the Free State Project has already won in the political apparatus. Um, this is something I've come up with recently, and I, I want to share it with people because I think it's important. Does this have anything to do with this report that got released recently by haters of the Free State Project, basically giving us a lot of backhanded compliments saying that, you know, free staters are really responsible and smart, but they have these liberty ideas and oh, we can't let them take over. No, but it was a great report. And I thought it was very <laughs> okay. fairly done. Um, yeah. And uh, I can't remember what the name of the report is. Maybe you can find out um, here. In it's the... called like Save New Hampshire 2012 or something like that. Thanks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Appreciate that. So um, I was recently I was elected as a Republican delegate, state delegate uh, in my town and sent off to Concord in order to vote on the state platform for the Republican Party. And we had one vote that I felt was very decisive in this area, and that was a vote to uh, take marriages between one man and one woman out of the platform. Mm. I felt that that was an important sort of acid test for whether somebody was kind of your your Jerry Falwell libertarian or your Harry Brown libertarian. Jerry Falwell is not a libertarian. (laughs) Uh, excuse me, I meant to say Jerry Falwell Republican oh, or your Ron okay. Paul Republican. Yeah, excuse that's, me, that's more like it. Okay. You're more libertarian <laughs> Republican versus your more moral majority Republican. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for catching me on that. <laughs> and uh, you honest. The, it was the so we failed by about 30 votes uh, by about uh, enough votes that if 30 people had changed their opinion, it, we would have passed, as I under, as I recall. So that means that it's pretty closely split in this room with like 600 delegates in it. It was pretty mm. closely split. And these that are like movers and shakers in the Republican Party. People that were okay. vo- elected and uh, therefore voting in, in the uh, for the state platform. And so that says something about the infiltration into the Republican Party. And something very special happened in the 2010 election when the sort of Tea Party got uh, was going on around the rest of the United States. Republicans got swept into New Hampshire to a great deal. And I'm going to continue to tell you. That yeah, we're going to hear more about this. And Mark, there's also someone on the line who wants to ask who you're going to vote for. This should be entertaining. Okay. It's Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. There's more coming up. The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give five bucks a month to the AMP program. You likely buy all kinds of things online. Amazon is the largest online retailer. You can get what you need at the same prices with free super saver shipping by going to shop.freetalklive.com. Please do your online shopping at shop.freetalklive.com. Welcome back to Free Talk Live. Mark, do you know that song? I, I think that it sounds like 80s music. It sounded like a theme song of some kind. Maybe I'm completely off on that. <laughs> but anyway, if you, want to, if you want to tell me what it was, there's our normal music. <laughs> you can call us at 855-450-FREE. That is 855-450-3733. And there is someone on the line who wants to know who you're going to vote for, Mark. Oh, I'm so excited to hear the answer on the air because... Uh, this might be very interesting, but first we had a sort of a little discussion. We're gonna we're gonna finish up first. Yeah, right? I wanted to real quick. Uh, we were talking about the Free State Project in the last segment here, and uh, by the way, this segment's brought to you by SACL CAI. They bring us uh, the phone lines here, the eight eight five five four five zero three seven three three, and you can find their banner at freetalklive.com. dot com. So. 
what my claim is is that the the Free State Project has already won; that the pieces are in place, and I'm going to back that statement up. Um, if you les- listen to the last segment, I've already established that the Republican Party is largely infiltrated as far as uh, liberty-oriented people. The Free State Project has had about has about 1,100 people in state, but you know that doesn't. I think for every one person that's moved, that they've probably activated three or four other people that are sort of liberty-oriented because they see hope, a possibility of some some change in more liberty-oriented direction, and. That has also had a large effect. So what happened in 2010 with the election, the Tea Party election, was that a bunch of Republicans got swept in and half of those were basically free staters. There was 120, 119. Half of them were free staters? Just about. It's an exaggeration, but not much of one. It was 298 Republicans in-house. Like literally moved to New Hampshire did I freedom? say free staters? I meant to say liberty-oriented candidates. Okay, uh, that sounds more realistic. 14 free staters, but there were 119 p- people endorsed by the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance. Okay. So um, that means that, uh, you know, you got more liberty-oriented candidates. That's an organization, that's like a liberty-leaning organization that rates the candidates and stuff? Correct. Yeah. So... I think they've watered down their ratings significantly in the past, right? Well, they, they, know, they certainly grade grave more on people that they approve or whatever. Their F's aren't 60% if that's what you're asking yeah. because they'd have too many F's. Yeah. Um, they try to give the uh, legislators some hope to uh, <laughs> getting a liberty-oriented rating that's better than D. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, you can go look at their rating at, uh, what is it? NHLiberty.org. That's right, NHLiberty.org. Thanks. So in 2010, the Republicans set, did the redistricting what uh you know read gerrymandering yeah they, they set up the districts and there to were make th- them more republican <laughs> th- three republicans in the house the house is the organization that did it and there are three republicans for every one democrat so wow guess who the uh districts are benefiting yeah oh yeah the democrats are going to get crushed <laughs> so um what they do you is get the short end of the stick in that well, one they they try to make it so that you put as many democrats voters as possible into a district so that they minimize the damage it's a harm reduction strategy yeah and the new hampshire has this organization uh, part of its government that most states don't have and it's called the executive council there are besides having a house and a senate we have an executive council and then the governor so the executive council approves every financial bill that goes through mm-hmm. there are four uh, five seats in the executive council four of them are solidly republican after this uh this sort of uh, remand redistricting not that i'm a fan of normal republicans i'm making making it clear here that i think that these more liberty oriented republicans are having a larger and larger effect on the party as time goes by and i think that they're going to continue doing it there's no evidence that they're but not but if you what does it take to get to the executive council, though? Don't you have to be kind of more of a status quo person? Doesn't the governor, like, appoint them or nope. something? They're elected. No? Okay. They're but, elected. But aren't they the big wigs? Like, aren't they the real entrenched, like, in the system ones? Or are you saying that they could be, like, liberty-oriented or you know, they're so-called liberty-oriented? The they're elected by the same people that uh, elect the the liberty-oriented reps. So, Well, okay. I didn't even know about that. And, by the way, the, the libertarian types are entrenched now. They are the entrenched org. I mean, I looked up there and I went to this state delegate and I was seeing who put together the platform. Yeah. And I saw that, you know, the founder of uh, the Republican Liberty Caucus of New Hampshire. I saw, you know, the liberty oriented reps that were sitting up there. I know who they are. And, um, you know, they were the ones that writ- wrote this platform. Okay. And basically at this point for the next 10 years, 
I'm sorry, but the Democrats can't win. The Democrats are the ones that are fighting the free staters at this point. It's not the Republicans. They're essentially welcoming them. And the Democrats can't win for the next 10 years. The, the, basically, the free staters are free to infiltrate and take over the Republican Party, and the Democrats can't win. Interesting. That's the, that's the claim. I so. see. Mm. All right. Well, tell me what I you... I know th- you love that politics stuff. <laughs> I, I don't. And I, it makes me sick, actually. I hate it. I don't want to be any part of it. And I'm hoping... <laughs> my 10-year plan is to you know enhance my own life in terms of my freedom as much as I can and to keep spreading ideas through stuff like Free Talk Live. And I be, bet you like that the yeah. state's spending 12% less on uh, in, in its budget. I though. don't think it's affected me, really. My property taxes haven't gone down. Not uh, most of the mostly the, ta- the the tax the state doesn't get its uh, taxes from property taxes. It gets it from sales taxes. It gets it from every. Well, other the restaurant kind of tax, tax hasn't gone down. I mean, that affects my life. I go no, out to eat sometimes. Absolutely, it hasn't yeah. gone down. Um, so but it, the twelve percent really on business has not affected okay. me. So very it has much. affected business taxes. Um, mm-hmm. The LL, the LLC tax didn't go through. The camping tax didn't go through. You didn't pay extra this year to go to put the Porcupine Freedom Festival uh, for the camping tax. You uh, do not pay more. You're in, assuming I camped at Porkfest. Okay, yeah, more <laughs> fees if you, even if you uh, paid for a hotel room at the. Oh, it would have been yeah, that the hotel okay. fee too. Gotcha. Um, and. Uh, the businesses aren't paying more in taxes, therefore you're not paying that in prices. Yep. So that's okay. how. That's sure. How maybe you. I just don't see it directly. Yeah, but, you don't. Yep. You know, it's, it's a lot easier to hide taxes. You know, for one thing on this free staters of one thing, I don't. You know, I don't really like systems where it's win lose. Right. I want. Oh, I don't like them either. But but that doesn't mean that we they don't exist. Sure. And that we're not forced to deal with them. Yeah. Okay. I'm just saying that. There is this Gandhi scale, right? The mm-hmm. the idea of first they ignore you, then they laugh at you, then they fight you, and then you win, mm-hmm. right? I think there is a good argument to be made that like in the court of public opinion or whatever, you know, people know who free who the free staters are now. To some they, extent. they know what, what the free state project is. They know about Free Keen. They know about other organizations, even stuff like Shire Sharing that, that gets a lot of positive press um, that we were talking about with the Thanksgiving baskets before. Um so they're aware of us. They're not ignoring us anymore. There have been a lot of ridiculing and laughing at free staters, you know, uh, for, for lots of different things. Um, I think the fighting's starting. I do, too. But I don't think that the fight is going to win because they already lost. The people that want to fight have already lost. Right. So there claim. you go. So, you you know, I think in the court of public opinion, at least, you could make a solid argument that we are at least getting there, you know, that, that we're making inroads for sure. And you're saying that uh, politically you think that free seers have already won. So let me... Politics th- is an ugly game, and I'm not going to lie about it that. Is, it is certainly ugly. Uh, let us know what you think. 855-450-FREE, 855-450-3733. And if you're excited by this little infomercial, I guess you could say, if you want to find out more. It's something I'm excited about today, and I want to talk about it, you know? Yeah, I can see why. And I'm, I'm excited to be here in New Hampshire. I, I really do enjoy living here. I think that even though I'm not personally very interested in the political system, and I have my reasons for that. At one time I was, but I've, I've dropped out of it. Um, I, I certainly think there are tons of advantages to living in New Hampshire, and I'm glad I do. So freestateproject.org, if that's something that interests you. And let's go to David. He's been waiting so patiently here on the lines, and he wants to know who you're going to vote for, right, Mark? Uh, David, are you with us? I'm here. Hi. I was going to start off by saying that song that was con. As usual, coming in. Now, that's a really good song. I believe that was The Cure. And oh. Like oh. Something Friday and I'm in Love or something yeah. like that. Awesome. Okay, thanks Friday for, and thanks for the heads up. That's why I recognized it. Cool. Yeah. But um, 
Okay, I was just looking at the ballot, and I have Ward 1 ballot in Keene, and I see two people on there that are uh, regular um, uh, people on... David, we can't talk about specific... (laughs) Are they people that are... Ward 1 is what? I'm sorry. There are two people Um, who are on Free Talk Live on the ballot in Keene. Oh, I so yeah. so David, um, just to just to let our listeners know, this is you know nationally syndicated radio. David's calling from Keene, New Hampshire, which which also happens to be the town that we are broadcasting the show from. And this show isn't just people who do the radio; we're also activists too. Right. So we're going to find out a little bit more about this. I, I know David's got something interesting to say. So if you wouldn't mind holding on the line, David, we'll come back to you here in right in a moment. And I thank you for being so patient. It's Free Talk Live eight five five four fifty free. I still want to know who Mark's going to vote for. Election Day is fast approaching. As Americans, we're looking to vote in a new batch of Washington's best, brightest, and morally bankrupt flim-flam artists that money can buy. These irresponsible, unaccountable politicians will try to convince us that red is more fashionable than blue, or that blue is superior to red. These hucksters all want us to know that it's okay to bend over for their big business friends. In our hearts, we all know that no matter what color we choose, we're going to get screwed. Oh, yeah. The staff at Vava Voom says let's get screwed in style. From naughty to nice, Vava Voom has all the top brands of adult novelties, DVDs, sexy lingerie, and supplements that will help keep your bedroom heated these cold winter nights. Let Vava Voom help you get your kink on. Prefer to shop naked? Oh, yeah. Fulfill even your naughtiest fantasies online at shopvavavoom.com. That's shopvavavoom.com. It's Free Talk Live. Welcome back to the show, the Sunday night edition with Stephanie and Mark. You can call us at 855-450-3733, 855-450-FREE. If you want an easy way to remember the number, we got some letters as well as numbers that you can call. Right? Free if you can spell it on your phone. Mm-hmm. Some people think we're saying 855-453, but it's it's free, like F-R-E-E. The yeah, that's word. one of the reasons I say a 3733. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Strategic Survival at strategicsurvival.com. This is a book that will give you scenario-based survival solutions. And I can tell you there's a lot of preppers in New Jersey and New York right now who aren't feeling so bad. They've got food. They've got water. They've got the things they need, maybe an alternative power source. They've got the things they need. And if you want to have – basically, you could spend all your time researching all the things you need to know about being prepared for you and your family, or you can buy Strategic Survival at strategicsurvival.com. You can get the – they've got it available in all the forms, the Kindles and the PDFs and all that stuff. It's available for you right at strategicsurvival.com, and it will give you all the information, exhaustive information, specific information, down to product names. Mm. You know, the uh, author over there, David Jones, has uh, gone and he's made it – he's actually bought different products and researched them and all these kind of things so that you don't have to. He's really into this. I actually have a personal uh, testimonial from somebody that I know who bought this book and was interested in reading it. Tell me about it. He said it was excellent. Everybody I've, you know, I've, I've read it and it's been, you know, part Very of Very specific tailored information. You know, the guy, I guess, is religiously motivated, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's, it's in his religion to be prepared. So he takes it very seriously and he's got the information all there for you. And he said it's it's not kooky at all. It's just practical information. It's a great book. And it's well written. Strategicsurvival.com. Yeah. 
All right, Mark. Now, we were talking with David. I think he dropped off the line here, but he wanted to know who you are voting for. And he was talking about a ballot in Keene, New Hampshire. You know, this is... An I'm national... not voting in Keene, New Hampshire. Okay. Yeah. You <laughs> don't, don't live, live in Keene. In Keene right. You live, you live in the suburb of, of the great city of Keene, right? That's right. <laughs> um, apparently... So Ian, the, the host of the show on the other six nights of the week when, when I'm not here, um, is... Is running for office, right? What is he running for? State. He's running for a state house. State rep. Yeah, he's. Uh, okay. There's three people running for two slots, and he's running against two Democrats in a largely Democrat town. Mm-hmm. Um, the chances are he's not going to win, but one of the Democrats is not particularly well liked, so he actually has to mount a campaign. He is mounting a campaign to run against Ian because he's afraid he's going to lose. Likely, Ian will get wow. all the Republican voters because there are Then no they Republicans fight running. you, right? right? He's on the Gandhi scale. Right? So um, it, it's possible Ian could win, but it's, I mean, he's running as a libertarian. Generally, they don't win. Right. So, okay, that's interesting. And then Daryl, who has also been on Free Talk Live before, he, he was on uh, one night this week. I, I remember him being on recently, but he's also running for some position, Register right? Register of Deeds. Register of Deeds. Okay, well, that's interesting because that, I guess, would be important if somebody doesn't pay their property taxes or something, right? And then maybe he won't register the deed to the city or something. Something. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, haven't I don't know either. I've never heard him talk about it on the air before, but I'm interested in the I know he couldn't run for state house because you have to be living here a certain amount of years for the, to do that. I see. That's interesting. So, yeah, I mean, there are some there are some people who are associated with this show who are trying to get into the political system. And you, of course, and you, you aren't Republican. Uh, you aren't going to vote, right? In this. No, national I will election. not be voting. Not no. for anybody, for any level, right? Nothing. OK. I'm not even going to waste the time to go out. Gotcha. Well, at my house, we have already voted. I, I intend to be absent from uh, my town on the day of, yes. uh, of the election. So we got our absentee ballots. And I think it's been it's been a few weeks at this point since we voted. We might have been a month ago. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, things I can't say I'm proud of this, but I'm going to tell you how things go at my house. <laughs> how I things... am waiting to hear this with bated <laughs> breath. So how things go at my house is, is that I trade all the uh, Basically, everything from the statewide elections up for all everything that's less than a statewide election on down. So I get to pick who's on the executive council, who's the, you know. Um, so you the, and your wife senator. are a voting block of two. That's correct. OK. And so we Just kind of clearing tr- that up. trade and decide who's going to make the decisions on either side. So you're going to vote together. But one of together. you one of you gets to decide the lower offices another one gets to decide from a certain point on up the higher offices now i pick the lower offices because i understand you know the math of the situation and i don't care about national elections as far as i'm concerned washington dc could get wiped out by fire i hope everybody lives but um you know (laughs) i'm not i'm not wishing ill on those individuals but i think that the federal government you know i could care less what they're doing there yep and so, I mean, you know, I don't care about any of those national elections. I will let her pick them. And she's, you know, she stays in tune. She's uh, from a Democrat <laughs> household and all that stuff. And I think you could make a great argument that it doesn't matter who wins for the presidential election, for any of the national elections, because they're pretty much the same thing. They're, they all want to control you, you know, and, I, and two votes are certainly not going to determine pro- the winner probably of the, the election. Yeah. Whereas there's the, no way <laughs> there are lots of elections in New Hampshire that are decided by one vote and. They don't have an instant run. They don't have a runoff situation in New Hampshire. I wouldn't say there are lots of well, elections in New Hampshire that are decided by one vote. I've heard of it happening before. I, I'm not going to claim that I haven't, but it's not a common occurrence. 
Well, there are 400 House seats, and then each one of those towns votes for things like uh, selectmen and all kinds of stuff. I mean, there are a lot of elections that are decided by a coin flip because they were tied in New Hampshire. I'm going to say a lot because there's a lot. I mean, it's not not tons or anything like that. You're not plugged in, but I mean, I've seen seen these outcomes. (laughs) I like to be unplugged. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, what people care about is the presidential election. I just want to make it clear. I, you know, basically my concern is the lower elections and I leave those concerns to my wife. We make decisions back and forth, but, you know, it's important to her to be able to make those decisions on those top candidates. And so as we went on, we we voted from, you know, the bottom on down. And I said, I want to vote for this candidate, this candidate, this candidate. I let her make a decision on, you know, one in the lower echelon. Mm -hmm. She let me decide on governor. And so I chose that candidate. I voted who did for, you pick for? New I Hampshire? voted for the Republican for governor. Okay, and the one who wants to ban abortions and stuff. But the, this is the weakest governor in the um, in the the nation, in the entire nation. Mm-hmm. He will not get to. He doesn't have a bully pulpit, and he'll only get to sign the bills that come to him. And the fact is, there's a libertarian veto, and that bill will never come to him. Okay, so I'm. I was confident. just curious. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't not, know. I don't think I don't any of him. them. Yeah, I don't but think guy, any the, of them are good. <laughs> the lady he's running against was um, presided over the Senate during the largest tax increase in New Hampshire's history. Mm, yikes. Big concern for me. Okay. Um, and yep, I can see why that's a concern. So too. I told her, she, you know, obviously I told her, you know, pick who do you want to vote for for president? We hadn't discussed who we were going to. She knew who I wanted to vote for, which was Gary Johnson, the libertarian. And she said, Barack Obama. So I you said, voted for Obama. I said, Okay. And I checked the mark, I folded my paper, and I put it on the envelope, and I licked it and sealed it. Did you take a shower after that? I don't care. I don't think... <laughs> here, I'll tell you what. Uh-huh. If Barack Obama wins by one vote or two votes in New Hampshire, I'll buy you a beer. <laughs> I don't drink beer. There you go. <laughs> I'll give you $100. Okay. <laughs> because I don't believe it's going to happen. Yeah, I don't believe it'll, it'll and happen And by the way, either. if you're just saved from... It, admit, and, and Gary Johnson has to come in second. <laughs> okay you know mark okay i you know i'm gonna reserve judgment on you i don't want to far be it for me to tell you what to do or judge you in any way i agree with you that it does not make a difference who you vote for for president it's not going to affect the, the election one way or another it might have an effect on your relationship with your wife you know you might well this is an integrity issue yeah what my concern was is if i acted all sketchy um when it when she said that she wanted to because we have voted in the booths too so we make these decisions ahead of time and we go in with a sample ballot into the booths and you know i i fill out exactly what that ballot says because that's the agreement that i made with my wife what i don't want is to have a trust issue with my wife where she's like i don't know if he's doing what he said he was going to do and I don't I don't need that. Yeah. I didn't say anything. After that envelope was sealed, I started to talk to her, you know, about, uh, you know, actually it was a couple of hours. Uh, I talked to her about what I wanted and how that, um, you know, how that worked and all that stuff for me. Mm-hmm. But and she knew. Yeah. And that's what she wanted. And we made a trade and we made a deal. And that was the deal. And mm-hmm. it's fine by me. And I mean, what about like the issue that comes to my mind is that so you're you're married to your wife, right? And obviously you have a lot of things in common and you're you're close in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. But this is a vast difference in your political beliefs, right? Like I don't she, think so. She wants to vote for Obama and you. Mm, I don't think she endorses Obama's. Uh, see, this is the thing is just voting for somebody doesn't mean you endorse their policies. Voting for somebody means you're scared of the other person is usually what it's about when it comes to presidential elections. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, OK, maybe that's true. You know, she she liked Gary Johnson's stuff, too. 
but she but she's scared of win, Romney. She hates she, Romney, and she wants him not to win. Yep. So anybody but Romney. Yep. She's, okay. uh, she said she stated her main concern had to do with Planned Parenthood, which is an organization I am not fond of. I see. Okay. Well, I mean, do you feel a disconnect about that? Nope. Okay. I love my wife. She takes great care of me. <laughs> Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Hour three is coming up here on the way. We're still going to talk about that perv in the Homeland Security midst. Free Talk Live. The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give five bucks a month to the AMP program. You like your friends. You like Free Talk Live. Like your friends enough to share something you like with them. Help Free Talk Live get into more ears. Podcast listeners are the most important area of growth for Free Talk Live. Please share one episode a week on Facebook. The show is Free Talk Live, and we're so glad that you've joined us tonight. My name's Stephanie. And I'm Mark. And we're kicking off the third hour of tonight's program. You can visit our website at freetalklive.com. And while you're there, you may want to check out uh, shop.freetalklive.com, which is a quick, easy way to help the show. If you go to the shop.freetalklive.com subdomain, you'll find a link to our Amazon uh, affiliate page. And if you enter through that link... All you have to do is just click on it, then do your normal shopping. Free Talk Live will actually get a small percentage of whatever you purchase, but it won't affect your purchase price at all. It's just a little quick way to say thanks to Free Talk Live if you like what we're doing. And uh, you can do that at shop.freetalklive.com one more time. That's right. It certainly helps, especially during the holiday season. All right, Mark. Um, We've been teasing this for a couple of segments now, and I wanted to talk about this here. I think I actually found this on the Free Talk Live website where somebody had suggested it as a story. There is um, a Homeland Security worker who was charged with soliciting kids on Facebook. Mm. He wanted to find Homeland some Security yes. officer? Okay. Uh, here's a story from the Washington Examiner. A 43-year-old Department of Homeland Security worker allegedly used Facebook to solicit more than 70 area children for sexual acts, according to authorities. Successful? Uh, I don't know. Let's see, find out here. I mean, there's a picture of him. I, I mean, nobody's picture looks good in these things, but he does look a little creepy. Um, Robert B. Rennie Jr., a Loudoun County resident, was charged October 24th with five counts of using a computer to solicit a child under the age of 15. After a school resource officer was tipped off to suspicious activity on a, a student's Facebook page, the student, a young girl, had accepted a friend request from someone she believed was a fellow student an account under the name Kyle Kurtz, according to the sheriff's office. The girl's parent alerted school officials that, quote, Kurtz had solicited sexual activity from the girl in conversations on Facebook. Uh, The school in turn alerted the sheriff's office. Now, I wonder if they found out about this. The girls, so the girl's parents told the school officials, but Facebook has come out in the past and said that they actually scan conversations yeah. and they scan friend requests. So like if you accept a friend request from somebody who's a lot older than you or doesn't live in the same city, like, I don't know, maybe another libertarian that you met at Fest mm-hmm. or something. Um, actually, I've had, you know, I've had some young people be my friends on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. I would say what they were is generally people I have met, uh, you know, f- fans of the show whom I have met, their kids. 
Mm-hmm. There, I, there are a couple of instances I can I can think of that. So I've got some yeah. friends that are a little little younger on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. So you may be getting caught up in Facebook's filters. Maybe. I wonder how the girl's parents uh, picked up on this. Maybe they were just like spying on her computer. But anyway, um, uh, the investigation re- revealed that this guy who works for the Homeland Security, Rennie, um, he's the agency's National Protection and Programs Directorate. I don't know what that long, big title means. I don't know what's in his job description. Sounds important. But it sounds pretty high up, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, was the sole user of the fictitious account under which the name Kurtz had, which under the name Kurtz had friended mostly young girls. Authorities. So one, uh, you know, what we're always told is that the government vets people, trains them in some way as, uh, you know, p- polices themselves and that kind of thing. And it does make one wonder if somebody can rise through the ranks to what sounds like a very important position and they're a uh, sketched out weirdo pedophile or whatever they are. He was uh, contacting the girls on Facebook and asking them to Skype with him for sexual purposes. So that sounds pretty you know, solid. You could pay somebody to do that. You yeah. don't need to hassle some somebody's kid. Yeah, you can't pay a kid to do that, though. You could pay somebody, some woman who's Pre- rather pretend young to that be will a kid, pretend yeah. to be a kid for you. Yeah. Uh, sorry, it just, it just creeps me out. It's I creepy. Can't, can't lie. Um, but yeah, you're right. I mean... Uh, rising through the ranks of the Department of Homeland Security. You'd think that the Department of Homeland Security, with uh, all the ways that it wants people to see something and say something, and it's uh, searching through and scouring, um, you know, your yeah, information. Yeah, right. That's a great point. They, they would be doing a far better job and be able to do a far better job of checking out what their folks are doing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I just read an article um, maybe a month ago or so about Janet Napolitano, who's the director of the Homeland Security Agency, saying that she doesn't use email at all. Like, she refuses to use email. She's like, oh, I'm just an old-fashioned kind of person, and I like memos and stuff. Maybe she just doesn't like the idea of, of somebody in her department's reading her emails. That's That could be. Actually, you that... don't think they're reading her memos? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. They're looking in her mailbox. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it kind of just shows how inefficient these agencies are, and they're supposed to be, like, on top of things like cyber terrorism and they're scaring you about cyber threats and well they, they claim that the watch they are the watchers watching themselves because the old state yeah. statement is is who watches the watchers mm. and in here in America, of course, the claim is is the watchers watch themselves that we have so many watchers that the watchers are busy watching themselves mm. and it doesn't appear as though that's the case, uh, not in this instance right yeah. I don't know what else to say. I mean, uh, the the comment. I'm lo- was looking at the comments on this article. A lot of them are just really trolly, but some of them are even saying like, "Oh, it's because he's a liberal." Really? That's why. <laughs> I don't even know if he had some party affiliation. He's not a liberal. He's just a perv, right? <laughs> Maybe not in a good a, sense. <laughs> I wouldn't know one way or the other. I mean, I think that yeah. there's probably people on both sides of the aisle that. Uh, Participate in this kind of nonsense and, um, you know, I mean, that kind of partisan name calling doesn't make much sense to me. Yeah. You know, um, there's there's this um, idea, I guess, that like people when they get corporate jobs, they're really afraid of having like drunk photos on their Facebook Mm -hmm. or having any kind of sexual um, life or expression at all, really. Or putting profiles on dating sites even sometimes and because they're scared that their employer is going to look at that and say, oh, you can't work for this company anymore or whatever. And you don't really I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't really hear too many stories of people who work in in like the private sector and the corporate world 
getting caught for stuff like this too often, but you hear a lot of government workers, like there was a TSA guy who was like the BDSM daddy, right? And he was posting stuff online. Like he wasn't doing anything illegal or he wasn't touching little girls or anything, but you, do you he, think, do you think that the judge that masturbated behind the bench, you know, like there's are, you remember that story? I, I, I don't remember that story, but I, I believe you. I will never forget it. <laughs> I heard it on Free Talk Live, I think. I wouldn't doubt it. It's been 10 years of doing this show mm-hmm. and, you know, so many government corruption stories. So is what your claim or suggestion here is, is that, uh, you know, since the government is an apparatus of power, and I don't think anybody can deny that, that people who are somehow twisted in, uh, you know, usually somebody's uh, twisted ideas of power show themselves in their sexual um you know, out, uh, outcropping. Yeah, I don't know if I want to make that statement. I just think that just they, I think that they believe, no, I wouldn't even say okay. that. I would just say that like, they believe that they can't get caught. That's what I'm saying. I think the people who work at private jobs are more scared about it and mm. they, they, they don't believe that they're immune. You know what I mean? But people who work for the government, mean, working for the government means never having to say you're sorry. So they don't believe that they're going to get caught. And that's what they'll say. Like the TSA guy who was stealing, who we read about a couple of weeks ago, he was stealing people's iPads and stuff. Right there in... Bl- in, in yeah, he was know, walking sight, out of the check, checkpoint with Nintendo Wii's in his hand, right? And he, right. he was like, every day I went home and I was like, oh, what am I doing? But then I would just do it again and I, nothing could happen to me. I was invincible. The There was a lawyer who worked for some government agency. I can't remember which, but he was like spending all day looking at porn at work like being paid by the taxpayers to look at porn and they were he knew that they were tracking his website views but he still looked at porn at work anyway when he was supposed to be doing work. I know there's, I remember some story and this one's what sticks out to me is uh, some uh, field you know head of in a Boston office of a federal government program um, they were showing that hit the hours that he was in the office mm-hmm. and he was showing up something like 16 hours a week on average oh. is how much time he was spending <laughs> in the office wow. and it just goes to show how little work this guy was doing. And yeah, he there had no t- role outside of his office so you couldn't claim that he was on the road doing oh, something gosh. either. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty blatant. Yeah. I mean, um, there are teachers in some of the government school systems like New York City. I think John Stossel interviewed this teacher once who was literally paid to sit in a room and play board games all day Yes, because they couldn't fire him, but they had to find something for him to do. So he was he got paid to just sit in this room and play games all day. They have, not even with students. They like, have this by purgatory for New York teachers, where the sort of teachers that they can't fire um, can go for years and sit in this just this room, and they have to sit there during work hours and do nothing. Yeah. Uh, anyway, tell us your government scandal, sex scandal stories. I don't mean to be shaming people for having sex lives, but obviously when it's with a kid, it's very different. Uh, free talk live. The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give five bucks a month to the AMP program. You like your friends. You like Free Talk Live. Like your friends enough to share something you like with them. Help Free Talk Live get into more ears. Podcast listeners are the most important area of growth for Free Talk Live. Please share one episode a week on Facebook. This is Free Talk Live, the live Sunday night edition with Stephanie and Mark. 
We'd love to hear from you tonight at 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. And I also want to remind people about the AMP program. Mark, you are actually going to Washington, D.C. You have described your trip to me. You're going to be leaving tomorrow, right? That's right. And you're going to be packed in a car like a little sardine with with some two other beautiful ladies. Um, One is your PR person. The other is Carla from the Free State Project. The president President of the Free State State Project. Project. Yep. Coming with um, me. So you're going to be riding down to D.C. with them. You're driving. You're not flying. So um, I prefer not to get the blue glove love if I can avoid it. Yeah, I imagine the cost is probably about the same too, right? About oh, I bet it's much, less. Especially if you're sharing gas with those other two ladies. In a Prius. Yeah. Oh, cool. So that sounds great. Um, so you're, you know, you're, you're working hard to, to use that money efficiently, the amplifier's money. Because, of course... Sharing a hotel room too. <laughs> Oh yes, you got lucky in that one. You get to share a hotel room with two lovely ladies. What? What? what I'm sure it'll be the utmost professionality will be <laughs> right. had because that's lucky. <laughs> you utmost told, professionality is lucky. <laughs> you told me you're going to wear um, long sleeved <laughs> long pants pajamas. <laughs> I do have them packed already. <laughs> so um, the point is that you're going to be stretching the amp dollars to make them worth the most for you, and the. The Amplifier program, in case you've never heard of, of it, it's um, AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote Free Talk Live, and you can find it at amp.freetalklive.com, where you can pledge to donate, you know, five bucks a month to Free Talk Live or more if you want to, but five is the minimum, and you'll help do things like send Mark to promote Free Talk Live at this third-party debate, right? That's going to be happening this week. That's right. And you can also get perks like a commercial-free podcast. Lots of people are interested in hearing that. So if that sounds good to you, then amp.freetalklive.com is the place to go to sign up, and uh, we certainly do appreciate it. So we were talking about uh, how people, you know, what, what, the, the kind of negotiations that go on in people's minds and in their families. We do votes. have a call on the line, by the way. Do you okay. want to take that call first? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Um, Roger in Indiana, are you here? Hello? Hi, Roger. You're on Free Talk Live. How are you doing? Great. Yeah, I was just telling him that uh, I heard a report about a TSA agent on a morning talk show that he uh, there was a retired, uh, disabled, I think it was Air Force major, mm-hmm. and he had a bunch of you know cash with him in a money clip, and he'd always been told before to keep it on him. And uh, this TSA agent says, no, no, put it in an extra bin. So while they're searching him, that uh, extra bin disappeared. Mm. And <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like how low you got to be to, you know, take money from a disabled vet. Yeah, no kidding. Well, in some cases, I've heard of them actually, especially with international travel, not only the TSA, but also customs can seize um, cash if you have above a certain amount of cash on you while you're traveling because they suspect that it could be evidence in some... Like, yeah, they, they think you must be a... or something. Yeah, it's like $10,000. Yeah, they think you're automatically a drug dealer if you have a lot of cash with you. So Is I mean, even if you declare it, uh, as I understand, I think so, yes. Yeah. If, uh, you know, I've I've read blog posts where they talk about this that if you're carrying more than like ten thousand dollars in cash, I think you should check with your attorney. Uh, but <laughs> that's you know that they're going to give you trouble over it and uh, confiscate it because you know you're not supposed to be conf- going with that much money. Yeah, that is I an also, awful story though about the veteran guy. I, I understand you can't take more than $100 in pennies and nickels outside the United States because they're afraid you're going to take them out and melt them down because they're worth more 
in the metal form than they really? are. Really? Yes. You wouldn't melt them in the U.S.? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, why waste the travel money? Absolutely. You just up your profit. Get a smelter. Do yeah, it in your place. wow. Okay, anything else on your mind, Roger? Just uh, elections are coming up and vote for constitutional people. How do you vote for a constitutional person? I mean, is there anybody who is going to honor the Constitution, in your opinion? I haven't found a whole lot of them. That's why I'm still looking. That's okay. why I'm part of the Tea Party. <laughs> gotcha. All right, Roger, thanks for the call tonight. Now, Mark, you... You were starting to say something before Roger called. What oh, yeah, that? yeah. What I was uh, wanting to talk about was uh, sort of the, the negotiations that go on within families and things like that. I was talking about uh, you know my experience with uh, voting for president. And I put up on the our Hootsuite software here, which posts uh, um, you know to both Facebook and Twitter, and asked people, what would you sell your vote for? Oh, this will, this will be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the consensus seems to be somewhere between $20 and $40. Uh, uh, Matthew here says 200 bucks. Um, Didn't somebody say like half a Bitcoin or something? (laughs) (laughs) Jay says uh, a Wendy's triple uh, burger. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. (laughs) Angelique said a lot. It cost a whole lot of moolah. So apparently she really values her vote. Uh, This guy's looking. Well, if somebody wants to buy a vote, they'll just go to the triple hamburger one. (laughs) This guy's looking to buy (laughs) for a a portion of a Bitcoin. Several people selling uh, for Bitcoins here. Uh, This one says uh, $2,000 towards my relocation costs, I assume, to uh, New Hampshire. Um, (laughs) But I, I don't know. For, for certain. Um, somebody here says, uh, give me some worthless FRNs, echoes of things that once meant something. It's kind of fitting. Uh, Jeremy George, I think this is the very best one, is, is a, a free cell phone. Oh. <laughs> ring, 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 Obama phone. Oh, man. Wow. <laughs> yeah, this guy sort of uh, parses it out here, says that it, oh, it takes a lot of time to do voting. First, I have to post an ad, then I have to contact the seller, then I have to do the voting process. I'd ask for like $40. So <laughs> I think... Hey, I think that's really pretty cheap considering the amount of time that he put up there. Mm. Uh, this other guy says, I offered mine to an Iranian PHP programmer I work with for lunch and $20. He was all into the election but upset that he couldn't uh, vote in it. Uh, this guy says that I'm, I'm considering voting my, uh, selling my vote for a shot at the bar to a Romney supporter. <laughs> <laughs> How are they ever going to know? That, that's that's a thing. hard prophecy yeah, to fulfill. I've whatever. been offered Promise. $20 for my vote. In the past, mm-hmm. uh, this was I was a taxi cab driver between uh, radio gigs back in 2002 or something yep. like that. And this lady offered me maybe it was 2004 because maybe 2003, whatever it was uh, leading up to the 2004 presidential election. Is that what you meant? That's right. Because okay. uh, I remember it was Michael Badnarik running and that was 2004. Right. And that was a libertarian candidate. And she offered me 20 bucks to vote for John Kerry. And. I didn't accept the offer for two reasons. First, I supported Michael Badnarik, and this is what I told her, but I didn't want to tell her was, I'm a convicted felon, and in the state of Florida, I'm not allowed to vote. Most states, mm. I am allowed to vote, but in the state of Florida, I'm not allowed to vote. Too, too easy, dangerous. Uh, you could so, have easily been dishonest there and just told her, yeah, bucks. I'll vote sure. for him. I could have sure. taken her 20 bucks, but that would have been a lie, and I didn't yep. do that. Um, there you go. But, you know, it's interesting that I'm safe enough to leave, let out of prison. I am not safe enough to let vote. And this is the kind of value that people put in this mathematically irrelevant uh, process yeah, called voting. Yeah, people take it really seriously. She was going to give me $20. And I could have said, <laughs> yes, I will vote for John Kerry for $20. And I could have taken, of course, I couldn't have voted. Maybe she was like 
trying to bait you into a sting, right? Because it is illegal to sell your vote. It seems it's really unlikely illegal. to me <laughs> that uh, this lady who I was dropping off in uh, Lido Key, uh, Florida, was going to be baiting me into a uh, a sting. Well, there have been illegal taxi stings, haven't there? Like there have been people say, hey, I'll give you five bucks if you give me a ride. But it's really like some agent from the transportation department or something. I just doubt it, but okay. Yeah. Could have been. <laughs> well, tell us what you would sell your vote for or your soul for. <laughs> it's Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. More coming up here in a moment on Free Talk Live. The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give five bucks a month to the AMP program. It's my firm belief that Free Talk Live's AMP program is the best use of your charitable dollar among liberty-oriented organizations. Support all the organizations you love. But make sure you give five bucks a month to AMP at amp.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. Welcome back to the show. It's the Sunday Night Edition with Stephanie. And Mark. You can call us at 855-450-FREE. That's our phone number, 855-450-3733. The SACL CAI toll-free call in line. And uh, we've got a couple of calls on the line. Mark, should we go right to them? Or do you have any messages for our audience? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, From bitinstant.com. Bitinstant.com is the place to go to get your Bitcoins online. It's the fastest, safest, easiest way to get your Bitcoins. And they've got more than a million locations in more than 30 countries. I've used them. Ian's used them. It's been very successful, very easy to use. It's bitinstant.com. If you need to find out what Bitcoins are, I'll tell you about that coming up in the next segment. It's bitinstant.com. Actually, I think we have a call on the line who wants to talk about Bitcoins. Daryl in Keene, are you with us? Hello, Stephanie and Mark. Hey, Hi, Daryl. This is the, the... You are you were mentioned on the show tonight, Daryl. Somebody called in and said that they saw you on the ballot here in Little Keene, New Hampshire, and you are running for Register of Deeds in the election, right? And you're also a co-host yes, of Free Talk Live. Yes, uh, I'm the new Friday co-host. Cool. So what's now on that, your... Uh, Allie is going... I uh, wanted to talk about bitcoins, yeah. but before I talk about bitcoins, uh, I believe it was Roger a couple segments ago mm-hmm. said about uh, taking pennies, or maybe it was Mark that mentioned it while Roger was on, about taking pennies out of the U.S. to melt them down. Yeah. Right. And Stephanie, I think you asked why not just melt them here in the U.S.? Yeah. That's because there is a federal law that makes it illegal to melt U.S. coins in the U.S. Well, I, I, Right, but it's illegal both in and out of the U.S. now. So, I mean, and laws don't usually stop people from doing things, right? So if somebody, was, if somebody right, had the motivation but, and was going to melt down a bunch of coins, they may as well just do it in the U.S., right, and save themselves the trouble. Right, but the French government isn't going to come after you for violating a U.S. law in France. Sure. Yeah. I guess. So. Yeah. I guess it makes sense. And also, so if it, I'm... it's easier to dispose of the copper from the pennies in a foreign country. Ah, gotcha. Yep. And I would, you know, I was thinking about that, and I'll bet you 
that if you were selling enough copper ingots or enough nickel ingots that it might get backed to somebody. This person's selling an awful lot of ingots. And then they'd you know, find out that you're getting you know, tons and tons of pennies delivered to your local bank. I'll bet you banks pay attention to who gets pennies and nickels and stuff like that. It's completely legal to fill your garage up with uh, nickels that cost them nine cents to produce. Sure. Uh, you know, I mean, it costs <laughs> and pennies them, that cost 2.5 cents. Something like that. Yeah. I mean, it's just incredible. Uh, I it, think a penny costs 3.7. To produce. Wow. I, think it's, I think it's got like almost two cents worth of metal in it and I I don't know. I mean, I've, but right I've now it's not before. completely full of copper, though. There, it's still an ally. Excuse me, alloy. alloy. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, go go ahead, uh, Daryl. You want to talk about bitcoins, okay, right? Back to bitcoin. Uh, are you guys familiar with Bitcoin Friday? Yeah, it's um, it's a coordinated effort to get retailers, online retailers, to do commerce in bitcoins, right? And uh, when is it? Is it a couple of your? It's this Friday, okay. November ninth. Gotcha. A couple of your sponsors are participating. Uh, BitInstant and Blockchain are both participating. Oh, Blockchain cool. info. Shire Silver, nice. uh, which is run by Rod Helwig. Mm-hmm. And I am also a participant. Uh, FPP. So anybody that buys books from me using bitcoins will get a ten percent discount on Friday. Nice, that's awesome. Yeah. So uh, bitcoinfriday.com. The last time I checked, there's over fifty merchants who are participating. Well, wow, that's good news. So hopefully, it will just continue to grow, and next year it's five hundred. You know, the the number of merchants uh, is growing over time. As a matter of fact, uh, there is a new, I think it's uh, BitcoinStore.com. Oh, I've heard about that. There's yeah. a new store that sells electronics, like all the electronics you could want for only Bitcoins. They only and do it. And they have better prices than Amazon and Newegg, as I understand it. So I understand Self-described. It. I haven't checked this out myself, but I've... I've seen an advertisement that said that. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, there's businesses coming out that only accept Bitcoins now. That's very interesting. I, I'm still not 100% sure about Bitcoins, but I'm definitely willing to accept them because they are an alternative. Yeah. Well, they're, they're certainly worth something right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know whether Bitcoins are going to be the currency for the next thousand years. I wouldn't claim that. But here's a statement that I'm going to make for you. The U.S. dollar won't be the currency for the next hundred years. Mm. You know, I don't know how long Bitcoins are going to last, sure. but I don't trust Bit. Uh, but, uh, you know, I know in the last hundred years that the U.S. dollar has devalued something like 97, 98 percent right. from its that's, original value. That's based off of the official government figures. Yeah. Oh, so it could be actually worse than that? Is that what you're saying? Daryl? It's actually worse than that because oh. the, the way they calculate the CPI is they'll actually do what they call substitution, where they substitute a cheaper product. Mm. That way inflation doesn't is, look as bad. You know, and it costs yeah. more to get yeah, a chicken it to market. To be left. Right. Well, you know, the other thing about this consumer price index, which is the CPI that you just mentioned, it's calculated based on goods like, you know, electronics and, I don't know, other things that you might buy. What's not in there is food, housing, and gas. 
which are three of the main living expenses for a lot of people. So Actually, they are calculated. They're just oh. weighted to where they aren't calculated to the same extent as what people actually as use. As I them. understand, there are two different numbers, and the one they quote, um, the, the Consumer Price Index does not incl- include it, but there's another uh, rating that is similar to, that's similar sounding the Consumer Price Index that includes the fuel, the housing, mm. and um, that kind of stuff. Okay, maybe that's the one that I'm thinking of, but... Either way, regardless of which statistic you use, they both calculate roughly to the same 97% decline in right. the value and of the dollars. I this would believe that that's it. not as bad as it actually is. Like, because, yeah. so if they're calculating, you know, if, the, if there's electronics in one of these indexes and that's factoring into the calculation of inflation, well, electronics are getting actually cheaper in terms of cheaper. real value to produce because of increasing technology, and that's not accounted for as far as I understand it. So, And something else that isn't accounted for in either set of figures, mm-hmm. taxes that are paid. Oh, uh, yeah. So how do and taxes that, impact it? Well, you just... Look at, you know, the average person pays anywhere from like 40 to 60 percent of what they earn mm. in various taxes. Yeah, and those are increasing over so time, half too. So of your money is gone before you even start buying Yeah. Well, it's not gone. It just it disappears as you're buying because mm-hmm. the taxes are included in the things that you're you're buying. And by the way, you get to be right today, Daryl. I just looked it up. <laughs> it's the core consumer price index, which does not include food, energy, and housing costs, but the CPI does include um, everything. Oh, that's good to know. Oh, and wanted to mention one other thing from a video that I saw of you a couple weeks ago, Mark, mm. where you were on the. Uh, Canadian TV talking about yep, this, a on, possible electoral tie. The CBC, right. Yes. Uh, and you mentioned that the House would uh, elect the president should there be a tie. Right. Actually, it is the House, but it's the House after the new Congress gets sworn in. Oh, well, that's interesting. Okay. Yes. And so I read but the House after the, the new Congress goes in is pretty much going to be solidly Republican. Yes. Uh, as of right now, the Republicans control 33 state delegations. Mm-hmm. And after the new Congress, they're you know estimated to control 34. And it's one vote per state. So it's not each rep gets a vote. Interesting. So, you know, the New Hampshire delegation, the two... Uh, congressman or the two representatives would get together and then jointly decide. New Hampshire's vote goes to. There you go. Darryl, so you have to look at who controls delegations in what state. Daryl, you are a true geek about this. And by geek, I mean someone who is very passionate about this subject. Bites and the heads off chickens. <laughs> I want to thank you so much for the call, Daryl. And uh, FPP.cc is his website. That's it's right. the free patriotpress.cc, like Creative Commons. Uh, it's Free Talk Live. we got one more segment coming up on the way. 855-450-FREE is our number. Give us a call. It's Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. 
We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Franks, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's the Sunday night show, and we are actually kicking off the last segment of tonight's program. Oh, but uh, Free Talk Live is actually heard every single night of the week. And never fear, because we'll be back next Sunday to entertain you all as well. And if you want to call in, there's still time to get your calls on the line at 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. And Mark, you know... Okay, you got the message for us. about Bitcoins. At, you can go find out about Bitcoins at weusecoins.org. Bitcoins are an online, peer-to-peer, open-source currency that allow you to send and receive money on the internet with no fees. They can't be inflated. That means that nobody can counterfeit them. Nobody can, no government agency or bank can create more of them just to say, oh, well, we were trying to help you out, or whatever it is the reason that they create more money. Uh, they can't be done with Bitcoins. And you can go... You can get some. I recommend getting some. I've certainly invested, uh, well, for me, pretty heavily. I mean, I'm not going to say that I'm a wealthy man or anything like that, but I think Bitcoins are going to be really important in the next few years, and I, I really I, I recommend getting them as you can get them. Uh, find out more at weusecoins.org. Get the Bitcoin client at bitcoin.org, and get your free online wallet at blockchain.info. Yep, they have already shown that they are useful and valuable, so I think that's really important. Uh, by the way, I just want to let our audience know because um, the last segment of the show actually goes out to iHeartRadio. And so there might be people on there who only hear the last segment of the show, but not the rest of it. So if you're interested, you know, if you like what you hear, you can actually follow Free Talk Live on Twitter and like us on Facebook if you want to get updates from the show. And you'll be able to see what we've talked about that evening. You'll be able to interact with other listeners and comment. So uh, we've got a page called news.freetalklive.com. You can also find our email list there. So if you want to get like major news about the show, you can sign up for the email list. But if you want to just see what we're talking about from day to day, or you want to send us a tweet. You can uh, find our Twitter and Facebook there at news.freetalklive.com as well. So today is daylight savings time uh, going around murder. Yes, I'm feeling tired because it's uh, it's later than I usually uh, stay up and my body thinks it's an hour later than it actually is. <laughs> Sorry to keep you up, Stephanie. <laughs> no, that's fine. But I'm just a nerd. Today, and this has happened to me before, and you'd think that I'd get it through my head, but I really haven't, is... is uh, you know, the, the idea is, is that you're supposed to be getting an extra time in the day. And oh, that's not what's going on. No, it's not it's what's just going on at all. The I absolute... had this realization <laughs> yeah. earlier today, you know, when it's dark earlier. Yeah. I mean, I don't get up until 8.20 in the morning. They didn't give me an extra hour. They took it away. Yeah. I mean, I mean yep. I'd really like to be able to drive to work in the light, if I could, and apparently that's not going to be possible because the, the you know, the those that would be our kings are, are so magically powerful they control time. They uh, have uh, created the, this the hubris. I mean, <laughs> they would love to, like they time. would love to think that they are so all powerful that they can tell you what time it is and. The way it stands, they can. But there are some places that don't even bother with daylight savings time, like Arizona. Is I one. think most of the world geographically doesn't use daylight savings time. Right. And but- why should they? I mean, it's an antiquated, anachronistic, basically a tradition 
that basically revolves around the harvest, right? Or well, now that's um, they're sending kids to school way too early. Um, you know, it's the the idea is, is they're not sitting out of the school oh. bus too. So they create one problem and then they, they solve try to, enough. quote, solve it. Right. <laughs> I mean, you know, here's an idea. Don't send skid- kids to school at 720 in the morning. Their little brains yeah. haven't woken up yet. No. And yeah, there's lots of research that shows kids need more sleep and that they need to sleep a little bit later. Uh, their circadian rhythms are just a little bit different. I can and, tell you my grandmother hated that. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> but it's true. School- it's it's actual science. It's been it's been shown. And while we're on the subject, whose idea was it to start school at the the butt crack of dawn, you know, well, seven the whatever. They have to do it is they, uh, you know, the government runs everything, so they, uh, you know, they they need to keep the school buses for all the different grades. Mm-hmm. So they need to stagger the openings of these schools in in many communities. Yeah. So they, you know, the high schoolers go early, mm-hmm. the middle schoolers go next to early, and the the um, you know the, the elementary kids. kids go go last. Yeah. And the idea is, is just to make the bus schedules work. But then, like, there are kids getting out of school at like two one. O- yeah, one or two o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> When most of their parents till five exactly six yeah so and then so then they're like okay well we better give them after school activities to do so they're there until six and then the kids are there from seven a.m. until six p.m. The and, government owns your kids for uh, thirteen hours a day. Well, we've got some people who want to comment on this. We're going to try to get everyone in here. Let's talk to Daniel in Tennessee. Daniel, Daniel, yeah. and, hi, Daniel. You're on Free Talk Live. Cool. What's on your mind? Just daylight saving times in particular and why we have it, because it's starting to get on my nerves. Yeah? How old are you? I am 13. What time do you go to school? I go to school at 5 o'clock in the morning. I'm at 5.30 in the morning. You get up at 5.30 in the morning? Yeah, I have to get up at 5.30 in the morning, but I have to get on the bus at 6. Wow. I, I yeah, totally believe I it. I do, too. The idea that kids are getting up at 5.30 in the morning to go to school, I can't understand what people think that they're going to, how, how they think they're going to learn getting up that early. Yeah, so it must be pretty painful in the spring when you have to get up when your body thinks it's 4.30 in the morning. <laughs> it's bad enough to get up at 5.30, but then when you do the spring thing and you go on to daylight savings, got to get up even earlier, huh? Yeah, I agree, Daniel. Thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate your thoughts and uh, get some get some rest if you can. Or maybe tell your parents about unschooling or homeschooling. Um, Nick in Illinois wants to talk about Daylight Savings Day, too. Nick? Hi. I called because you made it sound before like you thought that we were just now going on to Daylight Saving Time. No, I understand we're going off of it now, actually. You're right. Thank you for correcting me. Right, daylight, actually, Daylight Time. This is interesting because uh, people will always call the time zones by, like, Eastern Time is EST. Mm-hmm. Well, Eastern Time is only EST half of the year. It's now EST in Eastern Time, but it was previously EDT. Mm. You're right. Yes, that that is true. But um, it's it's <laughs> I I I don't think that I mean it's it's easy to make fun of people in power for whatever they do, but who's to say that something like this wouldn't have happened anyway? Because I don't know about you, but I like the extra sunlight in the spring. Although I guess I would rather have it in the winter, so I don't know why they why they don't uh, reverse it. 
Yeah, but, I think um, it's it's a boondoggle like all government programs. I mean, they it's robbing some they people rob, in order to benefit uh, others. Yeah, exactly. They're essentially cutting you know an inch off the bottom of the blanket and sewing it onto the top and thinking they have a longer blanket. Yeah, if people want, if people but, want well, now, to, you realize that without daylight saving time in the spring, the sun would be rising at like four in the morning. Yeah, I have blackout shades. I could deal so with it, that. It's 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 not about I. I mean, this is what I mean by it. it's so easy to make fun of it, but it, it makes sense. It's really practical. But the I sun, mean, Nick, the sun sets it at uh, four in the afternoon here in New Hampshire in the winter, too. So I think that's why Mark was saying, why can't we be on daylight saving time all year round, right? Oh, is, is that what... Uh, I think is, is, that that, Mark, is that what you said, Mark? You know what makes doesn't make any sense to me is that I'm driving home in the dark. Um, this is uh, you're, you're right. This is standard time, um, and so thinking about it, I guess that would be my proposal. Mm-hmm. But so then you would want to cut even more. You would want more redistribution of daylight hours. Uh, you know, if if look, well, at least all it would I be want changing. is something that's consistent. Yeah, I the don't like the is, changing. If, that's if the people thing are getting like. up, if if it's sunlight at four o'clock in the morning at the on the longest day of the the year. You know, frankly, it's sunlight every time when I get up. Every single but time, the sun is. Full. You don't need to. You don't need to change the clock to accomplish any of that because it's really useful to remember that you know midnight. It's midnight. It's the zero hour. Mm-hmm. But but then what? Maybe people just need to uh, uh, get used to the idea of getting up at five in the morning and not thinking of that as early anymore because you know. You can change the numbers all you want. It doesn't yeah. change the underlying reality. The number of hours that is daylight. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a good point. I think that maybe it, it deserves to mention that there are lots of artificial lights in our environments, and humans' circadian clocks were evolved for environments where there was no light and no fluorescent lights, and people kind of rose and you know went to sleep with the rhythms of the darkness and rose with the sun, and... Our world is very different now. We have all these lights, and you could make the argument that it really does kind of mess up your clock, and some people blame it for a lot of health problems and Here's stuff. Here's my central planner, Nick. I say get rid of half of the time zones, too, just to <laughs> combine central time and eastern time and mountain uh, and combine mountain time and Pacific time. Just make 12 time zones. This thing's confusing. Uh, if, you know, The more homogeny as far as time zones go, I think the better. If I'm trying to figure out, uh, you know, I make telephone calls all day long and I have to stagger my calls based on where somebody's going to be, you know, strangely Michigan's an Eastern time zone, but, uh, you know, uh, Indiana's not or something like that. It's, it's Nick, weird. Let you have the last word. Time zones, people are still just going to be getting up at cer- certain hours. Nick, uh, we're out of time for tonight, but thank you for the call. We're out of time. Haha. <laughs> it's been Stephanie. And Mark. And you can visit our website, freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live is on every single night of the week, so you'll hear a show tomorrow night if you tune in. And until then, check out our archives, freetalklive.com.